BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Boom, what up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the city of San Antonio, Texas. Site of the Final Four, where Monday night they will crown a new national champion in college basketball. We have a remarkable list of guests set to join us. Chris Mack, head coach of Louisville, who just left Xavier about a week ago. Kenny Smith, two-time NBA champion and TNT analyst, as well as a Carolina alum, will join us shortly after that. The Admiral, David Robinson, essentially the de facto mayor of San Antonio, will be our guest. Jim Beheim, we had him last week, we have him this week and find out what he thinks looking back and looking forward, Syracuse last year and coaching his son at Syracuse next year. Jeff Capel, who of course uh, took down Jim Beheim as an assistant at Duke last weekend, but now is the new head coach of the Pitt Panthers. He will join us. So too will Tubby Smith, who lost his job at Memphis after just two years, but gained a new job at High Point, his alma mater. And Lon Kruger will be our guest. He, of course, took his uh, Sooners to the Final Four two years ago 
when uh, they were demolished by Villanova. But the, uh, the Sooners snuck into the NCAA tournament. Of course, he coached Trey Young, who's up for the National Player of the Year awards. So we got, we got enough college basketball guests for you that you, will, you, are, you are covered, and hopefully we'll have interesting conversations, not just who you're picking and why. I want to get to this story, though, because it does relate to basketball. You know, the, the hardest thing to get in college basketball is to guys, I've had it described a bunch of ways, but it's the both feet in the circle. And the idea is this, that um, you know what a Venn diagram is? Uh, you guys know what a Venn diagram Venn diagram is when you have those the circles, and sometimes circles overlaps. And so, like, if you have a friend that's also a friend of another friend, your Venn diagram, your, your circles kind of overlap. So I'm not thinking Venn diagram. I'm thinking more just one big circle on the floor, and you're more likely to be successful if you have every guy on your team having both feet in. Now, look, your walk-ons, they're going to have both feet in. They're just happy to be there. But in college basketball, it's so hard to have guys that have both feet in. Freshmen oftentimes think they're, they should play before they're ready. Sophomores think they know everything because, well, they've already been freshmen. Juniors have been there two years, many of them waiting for their turn, and their turn should be their junior year. Seniors know everything, waited their turn, have had experience, and yet many of them may be bored with the idea of college, and they got a little bit of senioritis. Anyway, you slice it, it's hard to get five guys, let alone 10 or 12 guys with both feet in the circle because you can only play five. And so guys coming off the bench, they might have a foot going kind of one foot out of the circle thinking, I might look elsewhere. It's really, really hard. And so making up a college basketball team, getting guys to have two feet in the circle, I mean, you look at what Michigan's been able to do. Right? Xavier Simpson, Michigan didn't think he was good enough. That's why they brought in another point guard who beat him out to start the year, and then eventually he retook his starting position. So Xavier Simpson both feet in, his backup maybe one, maybe two feet in. Duncan Robinson, who's transferred from uh, Williams, is now a senior, but he's not starting. Their ability to keep him with both feet in the circle, hey, man, you're still going to play plenty, 25, 27 minutes a game. We still need you to make shots. You'll play down the stretch, but we want to start with a better defensive lineup. Charles Matthews, he's got both feet in the circle. Why? He started out at, at Kentucky, transferred, sat out, and then transferred again. And then you have uh, Wagner, Horace Va- uh, Wagner, who, uh, look, Wagner's a guy who you think has both feet in the circle because he's all about Michigan. But is he concerned about his NBA draft stock? I don't think so. I think all of these teams, what's remarkably similar is they all have, Loyola has both feet, guys with both feet in the circle. Some are transfers. But a lot of it is because, like, nobody thought this was possible. Michigan, people didn't think this was possible. Kansas has it because they don't play that many guys. There's no guys that they've like, lost. They need every, they need all hands on deck. All seven that play are important. And Villanova, because you have some older players that have been there, have won a championship, they have an incredible culture, they're able to be successful. But the fact is that the reason all four of these teams are successful is not just they play great defense, they make shots, guard play. It's that they have all the guy, all the players pulling in the same direction. The truth is that in any sport, 
The more guys you have playing, pulling in the right direction with both feet in the circle, hey, I'm all in, coach, I'll do whatever it takes, the more likely you are to be successful. I think Bill Belichick thinks the same thing. That's why when I read this story, I thought, you know what? might happen. Greg Bedard, who works, uh, who uh, wrote for the Boston Sports Journal, said a Bill Belichick-friendly source agreed with my thinking. Again, this does not mean that Bill Belichick said this or it's happened, but Bill Belichick's source agrees with my thinking that once a player makes Bill Belichick start to contemplate life without him, Belichick starts to warm to being without the player. He imagines you gone. The longer Gronkowski goes without saying he's all in, the chances of him being traded increases, that source said. The day the Super Bowl had just concluded, the Monday after the Super Bowl, we talked about the Eagles, talked about Nick Foles, we talked about the Rob Gronkowski soundbite, which he said he had to think about whether or not he wanted to come back. And at that very moment in time, I thought, well, that was really odd. Not because playing football is, isn't hard, it is. Not because he hasn't gone through four surgeries on his forearm, surgeries on his knee, surgeries on his back. He's gone through all of it. And so you know you have athletes have athlete mortality, and you'll have options in front of him. he go WWE. You know, he might be able to do some acting. He could be on TV. He's a popular dude. He's, he's, he's created for himself an incredible brand. An incredible brand. And so by creating that incredible brand, he's allowed himself a post-NFL career. But the second you say, hey, I don't know, when you come off a football field after winning the biggest, after losing the biggest game of the year, a game in which, by the way, he did not play in last season. Most people, their immediate reaction is, man, I can't wait to get out there. Can we go back and play that game again? I wish I could go do it again. Retire. I want to play the Eagles tomorrow. Hell, I want to play them right now. Schedule the game. Let's play it again. Let's do a do-over. That wasn't his response. And the likelihood is that Rob Gronkowski would like one last money grab. Hell, he's got Drew Rosenhaus as an agent. Remember, they redid his deal, so it was a they, – they didn't really redo the contract. They added in a bunch of bonuses, some that were reachable, some that were not. They added in a bunch of bonuses in order to keep him happy before last season. It feels like either Gronk is trying to negotiate to get more bonuses – or maybe he's thinking, you know what, I'll do one more year and then I'm going to get the hell out of here. And the problem with Belichick is, look at how many of the players he's had. He's traded away and they had one year left. He trades them away and they, they get completely washed up. The Richard Seymours of the world. Very good players to great players. They get traded out of New England like, man, why are they getting rid of Richard Seymour? And he plays one year like, man, they shouldn't have got Richard Seymour. And then... Exactly a year later, Richard Seymour retires. And like, wow, I guess he saw that one coming. So do I believe Gronk is It's imminent that he's going to be traded? No. Do I think they're listening? Yep. And do I think it has to do with whether or not he has both feet inside the circle? I think you're damn right it does. If you're Bill Belichick, you're sitting there going, wait a second. We didn't have Julian Edelman. We got to fix our defense, and we are still had the ball. First and 10, 80 yards to go for a touchdown. 
We don't. We come up short in the biggest game of the year, in spite of the fact we're not fully healthy, and Rob Gronkowski is not all in on going back and winning another one. We heard from. We heard about Belichick. He wants to only work with guys who he wants to work with. And it's pretty pretty honest that he probably wants to work with guys who really want to be there. It's not crazy to think the Patriots could trade Rob Gronkowski, sell relatively high, get out before it all of a sudden collapses. It's not even insider trading. They don't even have to. If, if Rob Gronkowski retired next year, it wouldn't surprise anybody because he has a post-career career set up for him already. As conditions on the field change, so can your insurance needs. Talk with a farmer's agent today so you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. New Louisville head coach Chris Mack joins the show next. I'll ask him about Lou, Lou leaving X and going back to his wife's hometown. That's next, but first, are you hiring? You know, every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online, just praying the right people see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way to hire, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates just for you. ZipRecruiter teams with, uh, ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply for your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just one day. You know the right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter knows how to find them. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, I said free. Simply go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Doug, D-O-U-G. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Doug. ZipRecruiter.com slash Doug. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter. You should, too. You're never going to miss a great match ever again. That's because ZipRecruiter doesn't stop till they find the right people to be hired for your job. ZipRecruiter, simply put, is the smartest way to hire. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer tool. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. Stuck out of show, Fox Sports Radio. They earned their first one seed in school history after winning their first Big East title in school history. Xavier Musketeers led then by Chris Mack, and Chris Mack bids adieu to his alma mater. Travels about an hour and a half or so down the road for a new challenge to take on the Louisville program. Remember, Louisville last played a national championship game against Michigan, won it in 2013. So the new head coach of the Louisville Cardinals is Chris Mack, and he joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show. What a wild couple weeks for you. How you doing, man? I'm good, Doug. How you doing? Good. Okay, so... um, I think people are intrigued by the process. I, I really do. I, because the way it, it works to fans is you lose, and then the next day you're being introduced. Like, that's how people, I think, snapshot in their mind. Right. Um, but, like, I think, mo- I think most people in the sport thought David Padgett was just an interim. He wasn't going to get the job. And most people in the sport thought, well, you seem to fit not just your success, but your success in the area. And, and your wife, by the way, being from Louisville doesn't hurt either. Like, everybody just thought, like, that's probably what makes sense. How much of this was a, I thought, a possibility during the season this year? Um, you know, a, a lot of that has been talked about, Doug. And, and you know, I, I think it would be uh, disingenuous if people thought, because uh, that's not the case, that I wasn't fully invested uh, where I was. I mean, obviously, um, you'd have to be under a rock or in a cave to know that, um, Louisville was not on, on solid ground, especially with what happened in the fall. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't know. 
Uh, all I worried about was, was getting our guys ready each and every single day and, and trying to get to a Final Four with a great senior class and one I'm going to miss coaching. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, when the opportunity presented itself, I, I just couldn't say no. And, you know, there are always going to be people that, you know, have their opinions. But um, I had to follow what was in my heart and what I felt was right. And, and so it's a huge challenge, but one I'm really, really excited about. Okay, do you, do you even – and, look, your wife is a huge part of, of who you are and what you do. And she, by the way, obviously is Dayton alum and an athlete in her own right. Um, but does it work like it works for, like with me? I, I've left two different places, right? And so, honestly, a tipping point in the decision was, what do you think? And she speaks her piece. Right. And I wouldn't say it's 50-50, but it, it does factor in. Was there, was there a conversation had, or did you already know how she felt? No, you know, because I think that um, she didn't necessarily feel that way. You know, I, she never wanted me, or never wants me, to look back and feel like she was the one that, that decided this. You know, every time I would say, what do you think? She would say, I'm happy either way. It, it's what That does not help. They I, always say that. I know it doesn't help. Right? And, but, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, you go through a losing season like, well, see, it wasn't my call. I've been watching. We're in this thing together here. Yeah, true. But, but, you know, she hasn't lived there in 25 years. You know, we're not talking about moving to Southern California where you live and uprooting a family. Um, and, and never seeing people again. We're 90 minutes away from my family, who's um, basically everyone's in Cincinnati. Right. And, uh, and hers, who, you know, her parents drove to every single Xavier game uh, over the last nine years. Actually, the 14 years, because when I was an assistant coach, they drove to every single one. So uh, that really wasn't a huge consideration. I know it, it played well, and people talked about it, but to think that, you know, she was so homesick that we had to move to Louisville what would be completely no, out of the No, uh, but it does make it like, like look, I, I moved away, and this is our second time back in Southern California. But I can tell you, I, I know exactly the feeling of everybody thinks you're from there. It's just you're going to open up the door and everybody's kids are there kind of to greet you, and it's a little bit different, little right? A little bit different. Everything changes. Neighborhoods change. Schools change. Yep. Lots of things change. People grow up. They have kids. Some yep. move away. Some get divorced, etc. cetera. Um, but of the places you could go. Right. Of, of the uber elite high majors in the country, like this one makes a whole hell of a it, lot no, more sense. Ab- absolutely. And, and I, I think part of it, a very small part of it is family. A bigger part is uh, our recruiting base. Right. You know, I can't tell you the number of recruiting battles that Xavier went up against Louisville. And uh, we didn't come out on the winning side a whole lot. So, you know, that tells me that I'm in the same high school gyms. I'm watching the same AAU programs. Um, and, and, that, and that's important. If I'm uprooted and all of a sudden I'm in Texas and I have to learn the lay of the land right. and figure out high school coaches and AAU coaches, that's a problem. And, and so for us, it's an easier transition, but more based on that in my profession than based on the personal side. Okay, I want to get to the recruiting in a second. Chris Mack, the head coach of Louisville, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, first, though, uh, I, I think one of the things lost in what you were able to do at Xavier, and I, I don't know if there's enough appreciation for it, is that's a step up in weight class, the A-10 to the Big East. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I personally think it's a step up in weight class in the Big East to the ACC as well. But in, in regards to what the program has gone, the transformation that you were part of with Sean and that, of course, you led the program to, what's that like in, in having to get – a, a little bit, a little bit better talent, a little bit more 
uh, a deeper bench and the type of high major athletes. Look, Xavier's always been good, yep. and you've always had guys that maybe made themselves into pros. Right. But I think a blind man could point out, hey, you guys have, have stepped up in terms of the level, the quality of athlete that you brought in. What's that? Pro- what was that process like for you? Uh, it was challenging. Uh, it was exciting. Um, you know, we had arguably the best recruiting class in the history of our history of our program when Trayvon, JP, Sean, those guys that were seniors this past year came in as freshmen. Best in our classes, you know, our school's history. We were third in the Big East that year. You know, we were behind Seton Hall and I believe Georgetown at the time. And so, um, you know, when you're looking at a league that, that gets six or seven teams in the NCAA tournament versus a league that we're getting two and three at right. the A-10, uh, it was a challenge. It was one that we were excited about. The challenge that I don't think I knew would happen at the time, our footprint, where we recruited from, didn't necessarily care a whole lot about the Big East. You know, you're talking about Big Ten country, Indiana, Ohio State, you know, Michigan. Those were the schools that we were generally recruiting against, Uh, certainly when we were in our backyard. And let's face it, with NCAA rules, it's a lot easier to get kids on your campus when they're a car ride away. And so while we tried to recruit in in the Northeast, and that helped our profile, it didn't necessarily help our profile in the Midwest. And uh, that, that was a challenge in and of itself. You know, kids didn't grow up in Indiana wanting to play in Madison Square Garden for the conference tournament. But having said that, over five years that we've been in the Big East, uh, I, I think that uh, Xavier's brand is a lot stronger and is as strong as it's ever been. I, I, I would find it really hard to disagree with you uh, on that point. Chris Mack joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, and so, and, and now, now a different challenge, right? Now you're competing on a nightly basis against Roy Williams in Carolina, and Mike Krzyzewski in Duke, and oh yeah, but Virginia's pretty good, and Jim Beheim, and, and, and there's, the, there's the thought of, is there another shoe to drop in terms of the NCAA? Have they, have they told you what their expectations are in terms of any NCAA issues heading forward? Well, I, I think a big part of that is just, it's unknown. You know, I think we've all followed it. Um, you know, I have a little bit more uh, information than maybe it's out there publicly and enough to where I feel confident that, um, you know, let, let's face it, you know, what happened at Louisville um, that's being talked about, that will continue to be talked about, uh, has also led to a house cleaning. Uh, they fired their former president. They fired their former AD. They fired their former coach and a couple of assistant coaches. So uh, Louisville has made every attempt to make sure that moving forward, uh, we're doing it the right way. And uh, while there is a little bit of unknown, I, I also am excited to know that this is more of a long-term decision than yeah. it is short-term. And uh, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't feel it was an impossibility. Um, how many tickets to the Kentucky Derby did you get? Did you negotiate that as part of your deal? Because, I, I did because not. What you know, are you I've doing, never, dude? I've never been to the Kentucky Derby. You haven't been? I've, no, I've been once. No. and you it's, know, it's Honestly, it's unbelievable. I, I keep hearing that. You know, I went to my first horse race a year ago at Churchill. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it was cool, but, um, you know, I've been, listen, listen, I am not, hey, I'm not a horse racing guy. I, 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 I outside of that, I never bet on the thing. Yeah. I'm telling you when they come, when they come down, yeah. th- they call it the most exciting two minutes in sports. Like incredible, incredible. I keep hearing, I that. mean, really, really incredible. So look, I've if, come a if long the, way. If, if, I, if I go to the Kentucky Derby, uh, which I'm going to, yes. obviously, uh, I've come a long way because when I was in college, my girlfriend said she wasn't interested in car racing when I said something about the Kentucky Derby. So I've come a long way. That's my girlfriend now, not me. <laughs> uh, uh, 
and then and then there's the left behind at Xavier. And one of the things Xavier's been able to do is promote from within. I know you've been a big champion of Travis, yeah. uh, who is your associate head coach, who's a guy who is who is. But but it's a, it's a different challenge than the one you took over, right? Like sure. it's one thing to take over an A10 Xavier that's a dominant program at that level. It's a whole other thing to take on a Big East champion that was a one seed. Um, I know you think he's the guy, but how different is it the job now he's taking over? He might take over from the one that you took over. That might be a little different. Um, certainly the um, the environment's different, the league's different, the profile's different. But it's basketball. Uh, Travis has been a, an integral part of, of our success. Um, I'm not the guy making the decision, you know, and, and uh, I have other friends that are going for the, for the same job. It's a high-profile job. It's a great job. It has a history of success. And uh, Xavier will do it right. They'll make the, the, the right decision, uh, whatever their call is, and, and I'll be supportive. I do hope Trav gets it. He gave 10 years of his life to me. And uh, he's a great coach. I know no one, no one knows him, and that's what happens when you're an assistant. You become sort of an anonymous guy behind the scenes. But uh, I think he would do a tremendous job for Xavier. Are you going to be involved in the house hunting? Uh, very, very small bit of it. You know, she's going to narrow it down, and then I'll be able to sort of pick, you know. So it's about a lot like recruiting, right? Yeah, the assistant yeah, goes yeah, out yeah, and finds yeah. him, and then you go like, yeah, we'll take him. Yeah. We'll, we'll make the offer, yeah. right? I so think that- that's how it's going to work. You know, she – you know, you mentioned before, like, you know, neighborhoods change. I mean, I, I think some of the places that she'll be looking at weren't really even on the map. So what are the Chris Mack? Okay, listen, I don't care where we live. Uh, you know, it's how far from how far a drive. What's the max drive from work? Probably 25 minutes. That's good. You need a little downtime. Yes, yes. You need a little, yeah, a little, uh, yes, yes. little time. Uh, plus, you need to listen to my show. Man, that's a big thing <laughs> on Sirius XM 83. Um, uh, what else, like? Like, do you, do you want, like, one of those, one of those uh, showers? Like, one of my things is we're looking for a new house is I want one of those showers where it, like, rains down, <laughs> right? you got to have a place to entertain. That's a big thing with co- college yeah, coaching yeah, yeah. is you got to because you have to have the team over. Well, my kids want the pool. Yep. Um, you know. Done. I, yeah, done. And they're all, except, can little guys swim? He's only three oh, now, right? Oh, he can swim. Yeah. Check out my Twitter feed, man. My guy is, he's, he's. He kind of dominated the press conference. Yeah, I want to point out that yeah. he was. He's nutball, man. You know how it is when you have little kids, little boys. Um, but, yeah. Pool, um, basketball you know, court. Yeah, that, that'll be that'll be a necessity. Of course, you can put that in at any home as long as you have the space. I know, but you gotta get like a. Could you, would you do an indoor? Uh, probably not. I would love to have a lake on the property to, to do, do a little fishing. Um, you know, after yeah, I mean, some time. But I, I don't think it's happening. You know, again, I get I get shot down and voted down on a lot of things. But so. hey, honey, new tax bracket. We can do the lake. We can build the. <laughs> we, we can we can we can build the lake. Yeah, I got to make sure I keep a, enough of that money in the uh, in the bank account and not spending it. All right. Hey, listen, Matt. Congrats on Thank the you. season, which was amazing. And I know uh, JP Tray, uh, Trayvon. Yeah. They had incredible careers and uh, oh so close last year to play in the Final Four. Uh, I'm sure there's bright, bright horizons uh, coming for Louisville basketball. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me, Doug. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio's conditions on the field change, so can your insurance needs. Talk with the Farmers Agent today so you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right, let's check in with Eisen Lohenkron. Isaac? Good afternoon, Doug. We begin in the NBA where Adrian Wojnarowski reported that Cleveland Cavaliers head coach Teron Liu is planning to rejoin the team as an observer for tonight's game against the Pelicans with the aim of eventually easing his way back into his full-time coaching role. Today was media day at the Final Four and the star attraction Loyola of Chicago's Sister Jean, who conducted a news conference in front of an estimated 200 media members. I'll wager that your viewer audience is very large this time 
and that if you compare it to the NBA when they're playing, it'll be different. And I say that because these young people are playing with their hearts and not for any financial assistance. It was widely regarded as the most entertaining sports press conference ever held in San Antonio, though not too big of an accomplishment considering the previous most entertaining San Antonio press conference was conducted by Greg Popovich. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I'll say. NFL Today Sports Illustrated released a digital documentary about former Patriots cornerback Malcolm Butler in which he addresses his Super Bowl benching. And by the way, take note of the way he pronounces Belichick here. Listen. It was times when I was on the side Line, I just wanted to go up, you know, say to Belichick or Matt Patricia and just say, this how we're going to end this. I was close to going up there and saying what I wanted to say, but I just stayed in my lane and just did my job, man. I, I really wanted to go ask him, and, but I didn't. One final note, the Jets have signed former Seahawks running back Thomas Rawls. Doug, back to you. Keep uh, your engine light in check with free AutoZone Fix Finder service that helps you troubleshoot the problem. Uh, let's get you what you need. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Of course, uh, you probably see him on TNT. You'll see him on TBS's coverage of the Final Four. Uh, he's been a player. He has been a mentor to so many AU players and coach as well. He's uh, Kenny Smith. The Jet joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Tons of things I want to get with you, but... What the heck happened with Russell Westbrook and the Thunder last night? You know what? I've been so in vain, in, I'm so entrenched with college basketball that I don't pay attention right now. Man, they got super selfish last night. Like it was, True. It, it was, it was almost like I, I would have thought I would have seen that the first month of the season by now they'd be ready to go for the playoffs. I'm kind of surprised. But do you think because it's the end of the year as well, like, like senioritis. You, you kind of know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where you are. You might ditch that class that you, you know what? I got, I got a B plus in there. If I don't, if I don't work hard on this paper, what I get a B? Is how I'm already in. I'm already at my university. I already got my acceptance letter. Like, do you think it's some of that? I, I don't. I don't know. A, I, I'm. I think it's, it's really hard to figure right now. Like, look, KD went crazy over oh, yeah. like two missed calls oh, last yeah, night. Yeah, that's my point. Senioritis, man. It's senioritis. Everybody's just no ready way. for the playoffs. They're ready. You, they're not going out of the two seat, Golden State. Right. So, I'm I'm arguing over a call. Like yeah, that's senioritis. You're like summertime is here. You know what I mean? All right. So there's, there's, there's okay. So so then let's deal. Let's start. Uh, Golden State. Will they be healthy? Will like we'll, like. I hope so. I I I'd like to, cause see I I like to see the best play at their best right. against the best playing at their best. Of course. I don't, and all that other stuff, and, and oh, guess if, if he would have been healthy or he would have been this or he, I don't like those scenarios. When guys get kicked out of the, you know, the next game, like Draymond Green a couple of years ago, I hate those scenarios because you're always in the back of your mind going, well, maybe they weren't as good as they were. All right, so what about the Rockets and their style? You know, look, they added CP3. Right. Uh, they added Joe Johnson. They've yeah. added some other other pieces to it. Is is can can this team win in the playoffs? Whereas in previous years, I mean, last year, Kawhi didn't even play, and they got beaten Game Six at home. Right. Like, what are your thoughts on this version of the there's Rockets? A, there's a the, the million dollar question, Doug. Like, yeah, but I need the million dollar answer. The you're, million the million dollar dollar, you're the million dollar man. But I, I look at it this way: if every day you've done something 
you got to prove differently. So my answer would be no. I don't think that it works because you have too many, too many variables with inside the variable. You know, you're not only the style of play, with you, and you're talking about D'Antoni and the style of play, you also have Chris Paul and, and getting to the conference finals. You have James Harden. You have all of these different kind of scenarios that you got to prove differently. I'm a Rocket fan right? because I played there, and I'm rooting that they, it's different. But if you said as an analyst, I'm like, no, it hasn't won yet. Can't be, it can't be real. It hasn't happened yet. Okay, but um, like the Chris Paul, the Chris Paul thing, I'm and look, I'm a Chris Paul defender is part part of my problem, right? right? And it's because like Chuck, you guys always give Chuck the business over not winning a championship, right? And some of it's fair because Chuck, a lot of times he didn't play defense, right? He wasn't he wasn't into it. And then by the time, and then he ran into Jordan, right? When he was with the Suns, where they were arguably the best team in the league, he ran into Jordan. That was a hard thing to overcome. But I and I don't know if Chris Paul will ever win a championship. But I do think the second round thing, like, look, he plays good enough at both ends. He should have gotten to a conference finals maybe, but they've always been injured. How do you, like, the realist and the, you're, as a player, you're not just an analyst. You're a mentor to so many guys now in the NBA and guys coming up. How do you handle when people say, well, Chris Paul, he didn't ever win the playoffs. Like, dude, they were never healthy in the playoffs. Well, I'm, it doesn't mean that he's not a great player. And, you know, but but he'll but, never be judged as one of the all-time greats. You're never judged as one can't. of the all-time greats unless you get there. Exactly. You, you, the, the difference what separates ability and individual ability is winning as a team. That separates. We think of Isaiah Thomas because of the two championships in Detroit. Right. You know, otherwise, we'd say, oh, he was a good little guard. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was really good. Oh, he could play. He was tough to guard. But when he, you say, oh, he went back-to-back championships, playing that way, the way he plays, we go, oh, it's a different, it's a different animal. So, yeah, winning always puts you in a different – I would think Chris would hope that. He, it puts him in a different category if he wins. Um, all right, LeBron is – he's done something this month to where it's, it's almost like, all right, look, I get James Harden's going to win the MVP, and I get that they got the best record, and we've had some coaching stuff. But, hey, don't forget – I can still go. It, yeah. it, is it a statement to fans? Is it a statement to the NBA in terms of MVP? Is it to himself? Is he trying to prove that he knows more than Tyron Lue? Like, seems to be a different switch that he flipped here this last month. Well, he did it early in the year when he had, when they, I think they went like six, 17 and one or something like that in 18 games. I, I can't remember the exact stat, but he has that switch. That's what says you can't beat me and this what these switches are telling me the one he did early in the year and the one he's did is doing now in 10 days you can't beat me four times you can beat me but in 10 days so you, you think can't that's what this me. is about this is all it's about yeah we're here and i'm gonna let you know for these when i turn it on you can't beat me four times in 10 days in the eastern conference hello eastern conference y'all can't do it that's what he's saying do you think there's anybody in the Eastern Conference that can beat him? No. I don't think in 10 days there's nobody can beat him four times. They could beat him, but not four times. No. And, and, and I think he actually plays better when he has more responsibility. I think he plays better when guys are out. Uh, you know, he, he took that team to the finals when Kyrie was out. 2008. Yeah, oh, no, he, Kyrie was out. Yeah, yeah. He, he, they went to game six was his three years ago. His first couple trips with, with Booby Gibson. and yeah. You know, when he does more. Yeah. When he has to do more, I think he plays better. You know, he has more responsibility. He takes more of it. 
I think when he has a lot around him at times, and until even in Miami, until he took more responsibility away from Dwayne Wade and, and Chris Bosh, he played better. All right, let's uh, – Kenny the Jet Smith joining us. TBS has coverage of the, the Final Four. Jalen Brunson, is he Andre Miller with a jump shot? Is he Mark Jackson? That's a, that's a hell of a career, though. I know, I know, I know. But, like, because he's, he's like a step slow, but he still gets to where he needs to get yeah. to. He'll back you down. He can score in the post. He 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 does. He's not quick, but he can guard you. Yeah. Like what? He, he who is, is he? I would say, I think he's a little bit better athlete than um, Andre. Andre, smaller. Andre's big. Yeah, just a little bit better, a little bit better athlete, but a little quicker than Mark. Uh, but those comparisons are very similar. But can run a team. I I, I just first time I saw him, he was in tenth grade. Or well, 11th grade. And I was coaching an AAU team, and, and we were coaching his, against his Chicago team. And I had these two little guards from California. I thought they were really good. And I'm like, oh, we're okay. We've got another little guard on the other team, Chicago team. And he just made every right play. Yeah. And I was like, and I look up at the score. We were down like 17, and I go, he's done nothing spectacular, but that's the guy who's beating us. And everyone's like, no, this guy's got 12 points. No, I'm like, no, that's the guy who's beating us, man. We have to do something about this guy. And he's been the same player. He just does every play. You go, well, that's the right play. Well, that's the right play. Well, that's the right play. And that got him national player of the year. Yeah, I, I, I marvel at him. Uh, really, really marvel at, at his efficiency, yeah. at his poise. Yeah. And whenever, whatever they need, whenever they need it, yeah. he seems he seems to do it. I go into this weekend thinking it's their tournament to lose, right? They're the... Yeah. They're the more complete team. They're the slightly deeper team, what and about they have. Kansas? I just yeah, don't yeah. think they have the depth, and I. I they have the I, explosion. I, I struggle with Yudoke Azubuke. He's going to have to guard in the perimeter, right. and he just can't do it. See, I think I think sometimes explosion for me outweighs depth. When you have a guy like Newman, who can go for thirty in a in a in a seventy point game or eighty point game, right? That explosion can offset the depth that you have. So. Um, that's what would make me nervous if I was Kansas. And he's not – and he's a third-year guy. Right. You know, even though he's a sophomore, he's a third-year guy. And uh, so he's been around. He's physically mature, and, he, and he's waited for this moment. Uh, Kenny Smith is here on behalf of Capital One. Of course, you haven't been to Final Four recently. Capital One, and uh, I know you partner with them. They exclusive do inc- access. They do an incredible job. Oh, man. my God. Exclusive access if you're a cardholder. You even get to hang out with me today from 4 to 5 at the Fan Fest. But the music fan, just as a cardholder, you get to come in. You get two tickets being a cardholder. Come into the, all of the festivities. Get to hang out with uh, Doug Gottlieb and Ken. You're, you're, big, Smith, you're a big man. Jason Aldean guy, too, I know. Yeah, you know. I, I'm, a, I'm a big, big cardholder. I'm hoping that um, some of these points that I get, get like instead of 1.5 times, I get like three times because I'm here working with them. Yeah. I'm trying to work that deal out. Okay, so <laughs> so you have this, then you go right to playoffs, and the playoffs are long in the NBA. Yes. When you get done, you got to go kick it somewhere, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm a Caribbean guy, but I think I'm going to be a Hawaiian guy this year. Really? I think I'm going to do like four weeks in Hawaii. Four weeks in Hawaii? Four weeks. You're going to come back from Hawaii. With a beard sun- and an afro. <laughs> I don't know if the Afro is still possible, Kenny. I hate, I hate to be that guy. Hey, they say the waters in Hawaii are tropical, and they really make you gotta, 
be able to do it. I know you got a long day tomorrow, man. Yeah, I really appreciate you joining us. My man, appreciate you. Kenny right. the Jet Thank Smith, the two-time NBA champion, the Houston and, uh, of course, North Carolina legend, joining us on behalf of Capital One. Will Odell Beckham Jr. leave the Giants to join the Rams? I'll tell you next. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Mama, I went one around, had to get up down, and you around with the Indiana boys. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Ryan Music getting his first taste of a little Final Four action. This is like Final Four on like 22 or something for me. Uh, it's weird because we're, we're broadcasting live from uh, where the, the coaches convention is and where they have coaches clinics. And they also have some of the new equipment, basketballs, shootaways, all the different stuff. This is where I used to sneak into when I was a kid, get shots up, beg for the new jerseys or new shorts or the new sneakers, new basketballs, and then take home like a treasure trove full of stuff. And, oh, yeah, by the way, there were games. Now I'm now I'm working in here, and uh, my nephews run around in here. So it's pretty cool stuff here. Thanks to uh, Westwood One for having us on Radio Row. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. You got to get the Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings with all the taste and half the calories. You eat twice as many at Hooters. Isaac Lohenkron, what do you got? Here we go, Doug. Let's find out what we have in store today from the vault of John Ramos. Psychic. So it is psychic today. But then again, that means you probably already knew that. We begin in the NFL where we know Steelers GM Kevin Colbert has put contract negotiations with Le'Veon Bell on hold until after the draft. But yesterday, Bell tweeted, quote, It's so hard to be a hero in a city that paints you out to be the villain, unquote. So, psychic, will Le'Veon Bell finish his career with the Steelers? Hmm, I'm going to say no, Scott, no. Um, Yeah, I I do not believe he finished his career with the Steelers. Look, I, I don't think any running back... Uh, how many running backs do finish their career with the same team they start with? You know, they all get to close to 30 and they get traded and he wants to be overpaid and now he continues to create drama. Do I think they, they want to keep him? Yeah, they'd like to keep him. They, ben Roethlisberger's in the last couple years of, of his career, but I don't think they're willing to sacrifice. When the, when, the best, when the leading rusher in the league is a third-round draft pick, I, mean, I, I just think it signals, hey, you can get other guys – for less money that are as productive and um, ha- happier to be there. So I, I don't think he ultimately uh, sees it all the way through his career with the Steelers. Staying in the NFL, the Broncos signed Case Keenum to a two-year, $25 million contract this offseason. Broncos GM John Elway told Adam Schefter that they are open to still taking a quarterback in the upcoming draft. So, psychic, will the Broncos draft a quarterback with the fifth overall pick in this year's draft? Yes, they will draft a quarterback. I don't know if it'll be the fifth overall pick. Ah, intriguing. Trade possibility. Speaking of intrigue, the drama with the Giants' Odell Beckham Jr. almost never-ending. He's reportedly told a couple of Rams players he wants to be in L.A., and Rams star running back Todd Gurley has said he wants Odell in L.A. Isn't that tampering? So, psychic, will Odell Beckham Jr. eventually end up on the Rams? 
I think the answer is yes. I think the Rams are going all in. You know, look, they've, they have said, uh, they've said the Giants have, they want two first-round picks, but what's that? Um, Austin Powers said, I want a solid gold toilet, but it's just not in the cards, right? <laughs> so I, I, it'll be a first-round pick plus. And what that first-round pick plus is, I, I just kind of think we're trending the way of the Rams collecting as many pieces as possible, not worrying about the future, and everyone else shedding egos of overpaid players. And I, I kind of think that's going to happen. Finally, always drama in Dallas Cowboys receiver Des Bryant has made it clear he's not open to taking a pay cut despite a $16.5 million cap hit. Their VP, Stephen Jones, said, we haven't put that timeline on it. When we get ready on a decision with Des, we'll make it. So, Psychic, will Des Bryant be in a Cowboys uniform by the start of the season? Yes, I think he'll be a Cowboys uniform. He'll just be at a lower price. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. You know, a lot of college basketball, the discussion of college basketball is about the FBI scandal, about whether or not there's the cheating that exists. And Loyola head coach Porter Mosier had some interesting comments about another, in my my estimation, a bigger issue in the sport. Problem is, he's actually participating in it. It's next. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from San Antonio, Texas. You got to say Texas. You can't say Texas, you got to say Texas. Kind of like uh, Mac Brown. I want to thank the great coaches in the state of Texas. I got to say Texas. Uh, all the great high school coaches in the state of Texas. So, we, hey, listen, I love Texas. I really do. Um, not that it's not even the no state income tax or the, the warmth. It's just the, the kind of the solidarity, the, hey, we know more than the rest of you. Once upon a time, we were our own country. Like, great. Uh, we remember our biggest loss. Awesome. Good for you. You didn't win the Alamo. Understood. I like Texas. Tex-Mex, fan. Barbecue, fan. Sports, fan. Um, I'm not as big a fan of Texas. No one's as big a fan of Texas as Texas is. Texas is a big Texas fan. That, and they really love their Texas flag. They're like, yep, the Texas flag. But I like Texas. I have nothing against it. I harbor no uh, regret towards never living in the state of Texas. But there's a little part of me that's like, you know, I kind of wish I like, and I love where I live, but I kind of wish I liked it as much as people in Texas say they like living in Texas. Anyway, we're in Texas. And what's, what's fascinating to me, I've gotten a chance to do a bunch of interviews. So if on your local affiliate, you're like, I just heard you talking. I didn't do too much. Um, a lot of the questions have been about the FBI scandal. How come nobody's talking about the FBI scandal? How come nobody's talking about the FBI scandal? What's what's fascinating to me is that what people talk about inside the sport of basketball oftentimes isn't talked about outside the sport of basketball. One of the things I really struggle with um, when I was at CBS, not as much as ESPN, when I was at CBS, was, and you'll watch the way they cover the NCAA tournament, like they're not, you know, like Kenny Smith covers it. He played college basketball. He, uh, unlike most of these guys, he coaches AU. He knows the game. He knows the players. They don't cover it from an insider's, hey, this is what news stories breaks. They're not really in on them. They don't really know historically about the offenses, the coaches, and where they come from other than Porter Moser was with Rick Majerus and, you know, some of the kind of the very basic stuff. It's, it's easier to digest for the mainstream fan for a reason. But those of us who are basketball guys were like, yo, there's some other stuff there that we might be missing. I'll, I'll give you an example. Two years ago. Villanova hits the game-winning shot, right? It's the game-winning shot. 
Chris Jenkins, as the buzzer expires, bang. You saw the reaction. That was a reaction um, from the uh, Villanova bench. Confetti falls. It's one of the great endings in any sport, in the history of any sport. Like, even the Malcolm Butler interception, remember, the Patriots had to take a knee. Imagine the Malcolm Butler interception happened on the very last play of the Super Bowl. It's crazy, right? So, um, Chris Jenkins' play will go down historically as probably the greatest finish in the in national championship game history. Remember, North Carolina hit a double clutch jump shot just to send it, just just to give Villanova. You know, Villanova had to hit a shot just to win it. What I thought was missing was a couple things. They call a timeout. CBS doesn't go to a break. And basketball guys know that everybody has their pet plays that they go to. Matter of fact, you go back to when Kansas hit the game-tying jump shot against Memphis. That was Kansas' pet play. It's called Chop. And Kansas had run the play previously during the season. Matter of fact, when they hit the three-pointer to tie the game against Memphis, Kansas actually screwed up the play. They actually had one player screw up the play, and Sharon Collins' point guard fell down. But if you knew Kansas basketball, you knew what play they were going to run. If you knew, if you know, knew um, Villanova basketball, you knew the play is actually called Nova. Not only have they run it other times in the NCAA tournament, they ran it eight times that exact same year at the end of the first half. Jay Wright, one of the great things he does is, in college basketball, you have what's called a use-it-or-lose-it timeout. So if you use the timeout in the first half, you have four in the second half. If you don't, you have four in the second half. Thus, use it or lose it. Throughout the entire season, if there was under 30 seconds to go in the first half, he would call timeout and run a play. And oftentimes, if it was 10 seconds or less, eight times, he ran that exact same play to limited success. So the two things that jumped out at me in watching it from a a basketball insider was North Carolina is on defense during that timeout, and Roy Williams is up telling his team what to do. Now, the strategy wasn't terrible putting Bryce Johnson underneath the hoop to guard against the length of the floor drive. The problem was there was no assistant coach who had the scatter report because if assistant coach has a scatter report, he says, hey, by the way, Here's the play they're going to run at the end of the game. How do I know? It's my job to go back and watch every single game that they played. Look for the – and it wasn't that hard to find. Additionally, I don't think that it was ever pointed out that it was Bryce Johnson's man. Remember Bryce Johnson, first-round draft pick of the L.A. Clippers? He was standing underneath the hoop. He was the one who would have been assigned to guarding – uh, to guarding Chris Jenkins. And he could have still blocked off the paint and then closed out on Jenkins as he saw kind of the play develop. That's where the mistake was made. But that's not the way in which the game isn't covered from an insider's perspective. It's covered from an outsider's perspective. I bring that up because from an outsider's perspective, the biggest issue in college basketball is the FBI investigation. Inside college basketball, the biggest issue is transfers. There's over 800 last year. It's going to be over 1,000 this year. And there's all different kinds of transfers. And, of course, there's players declaring for the NBA draft, some hiring, some not hiring an agent. If you don't hire an agent, you can come back to school. Do I recruit another guy thinking you're going to leave, or do I not recruit a guy, and then you leave and I'm screwed? It's hard. Here's Loyola of Chicago head coach 
Porter Mosier, getting ready for the Final Four, earlier today asked about the possibility of the NCAA changing the transfer rule. It's a hard dynamic. I'm not going to say it's an easy dynamic, but that's not the answer, in my, my opinion. I just think that that transfer rule, it is going to devastate the trickle-down theory of, of that. And you could be sitting there. It could uproot lives. You can spend all this time building the program at Loyola. I've spent my heart and soul building this program from getting through all the tough times. And then you could see somebody going into this year say, you know what, Dante Ingram was really good last year as a junior. I'm going to take Dante. And then now Loyola's not here today. You know, that, that's, a, that's a terrible for the game. Agreed. You have the fifth-year transfer rule, which is a – and it, it's hard because you want to reward kids. Like, look, you graduate and you're good enough to go play at a better school. I don't really want to hold you back. On the other hand, like, the school did invest in you for three or four years – and got you all the tutors, and all they asked you to do is show up and play basketball. And oftentimes you leave because your team's not that good. Some of your team not being that good is also on you. It's a hard dynamic. And look, they have, they have a grad transfer. Towns is a grad transfer uh, for, for Loyola of Chicago. Now, Clayton Custer's a transfer, but he was a sit-one-play-three. He went to Iowa State for a year. Fred Hoiberg leaves to go to the pros. Uh, he wasn't playing much anyway. He redshirts for a year, and he's played the last two years. That's kind of your traditional transfer. That doesn't that doesn't wreck the the current or future of any college basketball program. Inside the world of college basketball, North Carolina not knowing what Villanova was going to run, and Villanova being able to run the same play time and again and getting it to executed to perfection. That's what's talked about. Outside, it's trail five, trail man. Don't forget about the trail man. Chris Jenkins hits the three. Inside college basketball, all anybody's talking about is, man, there's going to be over 1,000 transfers this year. That's not good for the game because you can't – there's brand building with players too. Like, look, Charles Matthews wasn't playing at Kentucky. Nobody faults him for transferring to Michigan, and he's found a place – in which he's been able to succeed, excel, and maybe he'll become an NBA player playing under John Beeline. But the idea of, you know, a couple of hundred kids at the lower level of college basketball being some of the best players in their team, their team not winning enough, so with a year left of eligibility, they graduate early and then transfer to play somewhere else? Like, man, that, that really isn't supposed to be what the whole thing's about whole thing's supposed to be about you started a program and you leave there four years, a better person with a degree, and through all the trials and tribulations, hopefully you get to the NCAA tournament. Not sure there's an easy fix for it other than if you transfer, regardless of when you transfer, you have to sit out for a season. Because if you're transferring to get your grad degree, then get your grad degree. As conditions in the field change, so can your insurance needs. Talk with a farmer's agent today so you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at farmers.com. We are farmers. Some would call him the mayor of San Antonio. He's more commonly known as the Admiral. He's the great David Robinson. He'll join the show upcoming next. I'll ask him about his Spurs and if they're going to have Kawhi Leonard for the NBA playoffs. That's next. But first, using True Car, you can easily find the car you want. With True Price from True Car, you can avoid the confusion you encounter online by getting a great price you can count on before you even visit a dealership. The True Price includes all dealer fees and accessories, and True Car will show you what other people in your area pay for the car that you want. 
Now, you want a fair price, you want to feel confident, and your certified dealer knows this, so they set the true price competitively so they can win your business. You know, over 3 million cars have been sold to true car users by using the True Car Certified Dealer Network. There are over 15,000 True Car Certified Dealers nationwide, and True Car users save, on average, over 3000 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Remember, when you walk into a dealership, you don't want to negotiate again. On the other hand, you want a fair price. That's why you need to use True Price from True Car. And some features not available in all states. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from Radio Row in San Antonio. Anytime you come to San Antonio, you got to check the check the list, right? The things you got to go see. Riverwalk, check. Alamo, check. Admiral. Check the Admiral David Robinson joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. This is, I guess, this is your adopted city. It's a pretty cool town. It's one of those under the radar towns you don't really know about. You know, I think when I, I came from Virginia, so I grew up on the East Coast and all up and down the coast, went to Annapolis, and they told me I got drafted by San Antonio, and I could all I could think of was tumbleweeds and cowboys, and I got down here and. Unbelievable city. It's been fantastic. I've been here 30 did, years. Did you, your first year, were you in Hemisphere Arena or were you guys in the Dome the first year? We were in um, Hemisphere at yeah. first. Yeah, first few years. And uh, Hemisphere kind of, we, we outgrew Hemisphere. Let's, yes. let's put it that way. And uh, the Alamo Dome became a, a, a great home. We won the championship there and then moved into the AT&T Center, which is now our home. And uh, we've been able to, we, the first year we won a championship in that place. All right, there's all kinds of like legendary things about you, which I, I need, you need to, to tell me what's truth <laughs> and what's fiction. Nothing's true. Okay, well, they, they said, the, well, they got him into the Annapolis because he grew late. Did they fudge your height or did you really grow late? No, I, it was true. I grew 15 inches over a five-year period. So I, in ninth grade, I was like 5'9". Then I went to 6'1", then 6'4", and then my senior year I was 6'7". And the, the, the day I checked into the Naval Academy, you know, they weigh everybody and they measure you. And I weighed, I was 6'7 and a half, and I weighed 172 pounds that day I checked into the Naval Academy. And within two years, I was 7'1", 235. So <laughs> you, you can't predict now, some of these was things. The limit, though, wasn't the limit 6'6"? 6'6", six, six six, yeah. You, generally coming in, because there's not too many billets for tall guys. Um, so they, they have a limit, but then 5% of each incoming class can get waivers. So I got a height waiver. It goes up to 6'8". Got a height waiver. And then, um, you know, we already had a couple guys on the team who were 6'8 or above. We had Cliff Maurer was 6'10", who was our starting center at the time. We had Gary Price, about another 6'8 guy. So we had a couple guys who were already over the limit who had gotten waivers. Most guys who get waivers get waivers so they don't have to join the military. <laughs> not waivers. They, they're yeah, like, no, no, I really right. want to go. Like, you sure you want to go was, here? I was trying to get in the door. Yeah, you know? that, that, that's. Well, my father was a Navy guy, so I grew up around the military, and it had always been good to my, my grandfather was Army. So, you know, it was a, for me, it was just a great option. You get incredible experience. You travel the world. I mean, and you get paid while you're doing it. That sounds like a pretty good option to me. I, th- I think it sounds like a great option. Uh, <laughs> but people forget, you guys made a run in the NCAA tournament. You beat yes. Syracuse, I remember. Right. Um, and when you got drafted, people forget, you had to serve, what, two years, two right? Two years active duty. And then six years reserve. But during the reserve, I could actually play pro. So I, I had to go down to my duty station for, for those first two years. I got a chance to play in the Olympics in 1988. But after the Olympics, um, 
I was pretty much done with my two-year service, so they let me come to San Antonio. The Olympics in 88 were a seminal moment for us in our country. Yes. I know it was the last yes. year we sent amateurs. That's correct. But it was, you know, we, we, and we, we lost. Um, how much of it was that they were pros and that they were, they were grown-ups, and how much of it was style of play to which we had to change? Um, you know what? A, a little bit of it was that they were just more physically mature. A little bit. But I think the majority of it was they played together every year. They knew each other extremely well, and we were a bunch of kids they put together three weeks ago, and they expect us to go out there and beat a seasoned team. And so, the, yeah, at times you could beat them because we have great athletes, but you can't always beat a team that's been together, that uh, has some chemistry. And that, I think that was more of an issue than anything else. Um, you know, it was nice that we could go to the pros and throw in more talent at them, but you know, I love what USA Basketball has done recently, trying to build some cohesiveness as a team and bringing the same coach and the same players together so that they can figure out how to play together. Because that's essentially what it takes to win. Um, what about the idea, though, of going back to the amateurs and just like, look, we've established pretty well, like, hey, our pros are better than your pros. Uh, well, you know, I don't, I mean, we've crossed that bridge, I think. You know, the, the, the great thing is that now, 25 years later, people say, oh my gosh. You guys changed our life, you know, from all over the world. And, and, and international basketball has stepped up. You're looking at, you know, 30 to 40% of the guys who come in the NBA now are international guys. So it clearly sparked a, a revolution around the world for basketball. And um, I think it's just something we should foster. Just continue to raise the bar because the rest of the world will step up to the challenge. Um, you realize if you played center today in the NBA, you'd be shooting threes, right? Yeah, well, have, they'd, be, they'd be trying to get me out there, but I, that's not no, my game. No, you know, listen, <laughs> analytics, analytics, uh, analytics, Mr. Robinson, analytics, <laughs> analytics have you shooting threes, yeah, oh not posting goodness. up around the basket. Mm. Pau Gasol is shooting threes. He didn't yeah, shoot well, threes for most of his career. This is true, but he's he's also 100 years old. No, I mean, I'm sorry. What? No, but, you know, I know the thing is, is uh, you know, as we, yeah, as, as we get older, we're going to settle for that kind of stuff. But as, as a young guy, for me, I was athletic and so I'd just been be going you would have been picking and rolling to the rim I've been getting rebounds you know people shooting from out there you'd be DeAndre Jordan you'd be DeAndre Jordan well yeah with a better jump <laughs> shot so which they'd make you shoot threes I'll, I'll let you say that but it's a different you know it is a different era I'd have to adjust okay uh did you did you go to the game last night I did not I had another event I had to go uh, to okay last night, but that, our that, guys that, came through with a big that, win that's, that's, that that's, was that's huge. the price of being being yeah. uh, being a huge Final celebrity four in San Antonio I know right right um uh, they continue to win, yeah. and it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't it make doesn't. any sense. Just a great coaching job by Pop, and I mean, we've got phenomenal. It's 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 a, you know it's culture, right? I, I, <laughs> we, it, it makes no sense. You're right. It's it's been amazing. I, I love our guys. We've got a, we've got this phenomenal team, guys here. They care about winning, and that's all they care about. So, I mean, we got we have a chance any given night to go out and win a game. You know, the Thunder tremendous team i mean they've they played really well they've had a good year they've got incredible talent but our guys stepped up no, to the for example russell westbrook played incredibly selfishly didn't play team basketball shoots an air ball down the stretch and you're like look individual talent you have better talent than the spurs but the spurs the, the team beat you can they win the playoffs though considering the yeah, great, lack of Kawhi great, right now great question i mean i you know, we just got to take it one game at a time. I think the key is being healthy, having all your guns. I mean, playoffs, you can't win unless you're, you know, you're up there, you're full strength, you're ready to go. And, I mean, the West is too strong. There's too many good teams. Houston's good. You know, the, the Warriors are good. It's, you, you, it's know, you know that roster better than anybody. Yeah. Does Kawhi play in the playoffs? 
I, that I cannot speak to. I mean, you shoot. You, you, you see the guys in the locker room are trying to figure that out. So I don't even know. But you know what? It's um, our guys. I trust our team implicitly, man. We got guys who they, you know what? They, they're trying to do what they can to win games. All this, you know, the media makes it into drama. But it's not. I mean, it's like. I like family stuff, right? It's just stuff but, you but deal the, with. The difference is, though, that we've never had this family stuff with the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's no, literally no the, inner squabbles it's, before. It's the couple that you never go out with. And you're like, oh, my God, you guys have problems guys like have, everybody else? Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally we argue with each other. No, I mean, you know, yeah. It's, it is – I can understand from an outside perspective that it looks exciting. But, it, you know, I, I trust these guys. I, you know, you see what we're doing on the court day in and day out. You can't do that unless you trust each other. You just can't win games like last night – Unless you've got guys who are on the same page, and 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 that's that's what I love about our team. Uh, Powerade is now at the Final Four, bringing the that's some kind of power to San Antonio. What's that some kind of power? That's some kind of power. Well, I mean, I don't know if you, people have seen the commercials, but uh, you know, if I had Gatorade back in the day, I'd be breaking ankles all over the place. You know, that kind of you know. So it's it's an it's a. It, Obviously, they're just talking about a new kind of new level of nutrition and a new level of of, uh, of energy and excitement. So, yeah, so that's just a fun way to kind of describe uh, them bringing something fun to the table. You know, they're playing in the middle of the dome, right? The the arena is in. When you guys played, it was always yeah, on over the on, on the edge. And right. last time was the Final Four. It's over on the edge. Right. I don't know if you saw the story, but Yudoka Zabuke, his mom, has never seen him play basketball. Oh wow! And she's flying over. She's flying over, like, through France to come here, and the first time she sees him play basketball is going to be in front of 70,000 people. <laughs> now, I didn't know that they were playing in the middle, but that's a pretty cool story. I, You know, I know how my mom was. She drove as far as she needed to be to get to my games, and, and so that must be a crazy you guys, exciting Didn't you guys beat Syracuse in the Dome? We did. We did. Well, we had the advantage, though, of playing them earlier in the season in the Dome, which we lost in their Carrier Classic, but... But I think it, it allowed us to be a little more comfortable when the, when the NCAA tournament came around. Uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining me twice. Uh, last time you were on some statcom line from down uh, <laughs> underneath the water in a submarine. We could barely, <laughs> barely hear you. It was garbled. Oh, uh, this man. time in your town. Yeah. Um, like, do you have Tex-Mex on a daily basis or you you, you over? Man. Like, you've been here so many years. Yeah, Barbecue no, or Tex-Mex, make a call. Oh, man. Ooh, that is a good question. I Ooh, I'd say my favorite restaurants are the Mexican restaurants here. That's that's my favorite, but yeah, the barbecue is amazing. It's ridiculous. Uh, Mr. Robinson, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio's conditions on the field change. So can your insurance needs. Talk with the Farmers Aid today so you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right, let's check in with Isaac Lohenkron. Isaac, what do you got? Doug, we begin in the NBA where Adrian Wojnarowski reported that Cleveland Cavaliers head coach Teron Liu is planning to rejoin the team as an observer for tonight's game against the Pelicans with Larry Drew continuing to serve as acting head coach. Liu's been on medical leave for the past 11 days. Elsewhere, a short time ago, Chicago Bulls center Robin Lopez was fined $25,000 by the NBA for his memorable tirade at the officials during last night's game in Miami. Golf with one week left to go before the Masters. Tiger Woods revealed in an interview a short time ago that last week he played two practice rounds at Augusta National, the first time he played the course in nearly three years. Woods added, quote, six months ago the odds were I wasn't even going to play. I got a second chance on life. I am a walking miracle, unquote. The interview, by the way, was for TigerWoods.com. Wow, 
impressive get by TigerWoods.com to score an interview with Tiger Woods. NFL, the Raiders have just announced that they have waived veteran punter Marquette King. The Jets have signed former Seahawks running back Thomas Rawls. Finally, in baseball, the Yankees today placed outfielder Aaron Hicks on the 10-day DL with a right intercostal muscle strain. TigerWoods.com becoming a force in sports journalism, apparently. Doug, back to you. I love your sense of humor, uh, Isaac. Isaac Lohenkron. The AutoZone Fix Finder Tool keeps check engine lights in check by troubleshooting the real problem. So you can fix it right the first time. And it's one of the free services to help you rev up your refund this tax season. Get in the zone. AutoZone. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, only on Fox Sports Radio. And, uh, wow, how awesome is this? For a second time in two weeks, maybe I'm the kiss of death, right? We had him on before. He played against Duke in the Sweet 16. Had a Cinderella run of their own, starting the first four, come to an end last weekend against his very good friend, uh, Mike Krzyzewski. Hall of Fame Syracuse head coach Jim Beheim joins us. And uh, All right, Coach, you had a little time to catch your breath uh, to think about it. Uh, what's, your, what's, what's your thoughts now on the loss on the season? You know, we knew coming into the tournament this year, it was such a tough year. We got a guy hurt, another guy left that we didn't think and shouldn't left. And then we were playing with six healthy guys the whole year. And to get through a whole year with six guys is pretty hard. And it's awesome if you're one of the six guys, though. Well, yeah. I mean, our player, the guys I know, playing 40 minutes, they don't complain. You no know that. There's no player that wouldn't want to play 40 minutes. Right. And, there, and you really can because you got a two-and-a-half, three-minute timeout every four minutes. So you can really do it. Uh, it's harder when you play two or three games in a week. That's a little bit harder. But you can still do that. We played three games in five days in the tournament. We played our best basketball at the end of each game because we had to play good at the end to win. And and, and I, th- I think the zone helps, right? The zone helps a little bit. You don't have to run. You have to work hard, but you don't have to run off screens as much. But you also, I think, you keep your team out of foul trouble, which is a, which is a huge problem in college basketball. Yeah, because in, when you're playing man-to-man, the other coach can isolate your guy and say, well, go at him. And you can't really do that in the zone. So I think it. it, it we, we rarely lose a key player to foul trouble. Uh, we have to lose our starting point guard because he committed two fouls in a row with, that were both bad fouls and had to go with a walk-on for seven minutes against Michigan State. And, and the kid made, like, four good plays. So we were, we were fortunate there. Jim Beheim, the head coach of the Syracuse Orange, joining us on behalf of Coaches versus Cancer, something that I know you and your wife are incredibly passionate about. Yeah, you know, we, we've done a lot of stuff over the years, and, you know, there's been $100 million raised. But I think coaches being involved in this thing with Coaches versus Cancer is we raise awareness with people, trying to get people to get tested, 50-year-old guys that don't think they need it. You know, get tested. See what, because the only way you beat can well, the best way to beat cancer is early detection. If you get it early, like I did, found it early, prostate cancer, got it out. So you know, 16 years later, I'm still here. So you know, that's the the message: get it, get it treated, and get out of it. Um, everyone I know who's a Syracuse Orange fan, which is essentially everybody in the media, uh, <laughs> there's a few. Told told me, man, yeah, all those kids come back. And this recruiting class next year is is the year. And then yesterday, yeah. yesterday, Darius Baisley decides, yeah. hey, I'm going to go straight to the G League. Yeah, you know, he's a really good kid. I think he's got some bad advice. I don't think it's the best way to go to the NBA because you're playing with 22, 23-year-old guys who try to take the ball and score. You know, And he's a team player. He's a good passer and would fit in well with a team. So I think – and he's thin. So, so how do we – how do we – 
like, look, you're passionate about it. I'm passionate yeah. about it, right? And and my my thing is like, look, do you, in addition to I play, having played minor league basketball, I completely agree with you, right? <laughs> no one wants to be there. No. It's and it's one of the problems that sometimes you get in bad college basketball teams where everybody's looking, thinking about the next thing, mm-hmm. and and the magic to what you you're able to do and others like you're able to do is get guys to hey, worry about the here yeah. and now. Now that'll take care of itself. Um, and, you know, do you want to play in Maine or Rio Grande or do you want to play against Duke and Duke or do you want to play against – right, that's the argument. How do, we, how do we change this kind of national narrative where there are people in my chair yeah. that say, oh, these kids, they don't get education, uh, they don't get anything. Well, and, first of and, those, all, and you live it every day. How do we how First do we of all, it? that's not true. I mean, first of all, there's 4,500 guys in college basketball, 4,400 of them are happy to get a scholarship, happy to get cost of attendance, happy to get a free meal every day, extra. I would, I would say in terms of happy, there's uh, 3,000 are happy. No, there's, no, more than that. No, no, I, I think they, well. More than that, trust me. There's only 100. 100 transfers every year. Yeah, well, no, there can be 1,000 no, transfers I don't say they're happy with their playing time, right, right, right. but they're happy to be fair in enough. college and play. Fair, fair enough. But there's only 50 that are going to get the NBA. Right. Or the 4,500. And those guys are going to get money. They're going to get a lot of money. Right. The other guys, like me and you, I'm happy I had a scholarship. I'm happy I got to play. Aren't you happy you play, you play? You play professionally, though, now. No, Eastern League. Some weekends. But you, aren't you happy you played in college? Of course. Was Everything it, I've been able to do is based upon playing in college. The best experience of my life. Yes. So most kids are happy. I think we need to keep increasing what we can do for all 4,500 as much as we can. You know, the meals have helped. Uh, travel home, getting parents to Final Four. We can we should send the parents to a road game every year. Our, like all our parents should go to the Duke game every year. That we should do those things for kids. But it's a limit because you, you, there's so much money. Syracuse breaks even. We make a lot of money in basketball. The school breaks even. Athletic department breaks even. Barely. We actually have to raise money to break even. Right. So, but we need to enhance the experience for for students. We need to let them get agents. We need to let them go out of high school. Wait, wait, you let them get a, wait, wait, hold on, you let them get an agent. Let them, let them talk to agents. But and, talk to agents. But getting an agent is different because yeah. my, my fear is you had an agent and a kid has a say. A kid has gone. a big game. He's gone. Right. He's going. Yeah. But not, not just he's going after the season, but some kids where we've seen this in, in draft workouts. The guy has a great draft workout and he shuts it down. What's to stop an agent from? Guy has a great game, plays yeah. Duke, lights him up, and like, dude, you're I, good. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think that'll happen. It could. I don't think that'll happen. I think that we. we so need you're to, gonna you you be okay with your dealing with agents on a daily basis? I don't deal with them. The parents deal with them. You know, the parents talk to agents. You can't stop that. Kids don't, but the parents do. You know, they do because the kid decides he goes to the draft, and the next day he's got an agent. <laughs> well, you didn't just talk to him in 24 hours. Right, 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 right. So you know the agents have always been there. You know it. I know it. I don't think we can. the commission can do anything about that, stopping that. And there's unscrupulous agents who are going to get in there. The good agents probably don't, but there's other guys that will. This commission can come up with some things for summer basketball, I think, that could help be, get it more organized a little bit. It won't change it, help it. We can do a little bit more for the student-athletes. Yes, I think so. If they want to give them the money from their likeness, I, I don't have a problem with that. You know how many T-shirts, like we saw, I've tried to find out. Tyus Battles T-shirts this year, we sold like 150 of them. Yeah. 150. Yes. So, okay, so he's going to get $10 a shirt, 1500 bucks. Now, you can see a school, and I'm not naming any, that says, Doug, you send your son to me, he's going right. to get a $50,000 commercial. That, that's, that, that becomes the problem. Once you do yeah. that, then it becomes pay-for-play anyway. Then it's really pay-for-play. Right. 
it isn't pay for play for the most part now. Uh, Jim Beheim joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show. Uh, I've been told there's only two things that happen if you coach your son. <laughs> um, maybe three, but the first two are you get divorced or you get fired. You can coach your son next year. I know. Um, well, he's, uh, you know, I, I made him go out and play the EYBL. He led the EYBL in three-point field goal shooting. It's 46%. Could you have had him this I mean, why, if you just had yeah, him this year. Yeah, we needed him this year. But he, he's shooting this he year. He was only a senior, but. He, we need shooting next year. I, I think he's he's become a good player. He went to prep school. He, he works out all the time. He works out every day. He wants to be good. He's always wanted to come to Syracuse. I think he'll play at Syracuse. He won't be a star right away, but he can he can play. He's not just a shooter. He can play. No, I know he can play. So he'll get to play. And but have you thought about how you're going to handle that? Well, I know one thing. If he doesn't play in a game, I will not be going home that night. <laughs> I'll be in the office because I will not want to go home. That's what I'm saying. It's really hard. It's really hard. I've always said, unless my son is like one of my best players, I really don't want to coach him. He's not going to be my best player, one of them, but he's going to be good. And so I think he'll play, and he just wants to play. He's got no illusions like I'm going to come in and play. You know, he's smart about that. But we have nine good players now. Actually, his playing time just went up a little bit. So, <laughs> you know, his mother's I, I probably. I feel bad that Darius decided to go to yeah. the but I don't feel uh, that bad. No, there's, you have to look, Doug, as you know, in coaching, you have to look at what the good side is of everything. I don't look at the other side anymore. I don't even think of, I'm not even think about Darius Baisley anymore. I will not have another thought about him because these are the guys I got to coach, and this is what I'm going to coach. And the expectations will be lower, so we have a better chance to succeed <laughs> expectation or exceed expectations. But, you know, I would like to have the kid. He's a great kid. And, there, was, there was a time, you know, in the past you'd had Mike there, and he was, he was the, the heir apparent. Mm-hmm. And there was a time to which you thought, all right, well, maybe, maybe now's the time. It's, you've obviously been, been uh, reinvigorated. No doubt. And, then, and now your son's, you're not, no not going to leave and have no. somebody else coach him. No. no. So now, now what's, the, what's the window? Uh, you know, I'm going to coach as long as we can win, and I'm healthy. Those are the two things. They'll want me there as long as we're winning, and if I'm healthy, I want to be there. And that could be any number of years. I, you know, I, there should not be a limit on what you can do, whether it's radio, whether it's Warren Buffett doing his company. Uh, there, there's coaching. not, but there's not. But I think people want to go like well, you spend every winter slugging along in, in Syracuse, it. but you you love to golf. No, I don't love it that much. I like three months of it. I don't like it year-round. I'm happy. I'm happy just three months, four months. That's good. You don't have one of those simulators in your basement no, where you're playing every course? I don't, I don't even play that much anymore. I, I don't. I, I, it's passed me by a little bit. No way. Yeah, I watched yeah. AU games the last four years all summer. I didn't play golf the last four summers because I watched every one of my kids play every weekend all summer. You know how that – you'll see I, that. I saw. You'll I saw see there's the famous goes. picture of you uh, yeah. asleep yeah. in the AU gym. Well, and I want to note for the record, okay. there was no game going on at the time. <laughs> It was before the game. I had flown in from L.A. I sit down. It's an hour before the game, and I go to sleep, and they get my picture. So who, so who tells you that this, there's your picture? Was it your son? I was it your wife? So. Or was it so. one of your assistants? Think, the assistants, I, there's no way they show you. I think they did show me. Maybe they didn't. They might have had my son send me the picture. That's probably what they did. They didn't want to show me. And I think it was the Syracuse guy that took the picture, too, which really upsets me. Um, Fifteen years ago, you won it. 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah. Uh, if you could, what's, what's your, your most vivid memory of it, that game? It, sense of relief. That's the, the biggest thing. You want to, for the fans, for your players then, your former players, and for yourself. 
you, 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 you need, if you're in there, you need to win it once. I mean, obviously, you like to win it more, but you need to win it one time. Anybody that says, well, I'm happy with my career, you know, if I hadn't won the tournament, I would, be, I would not be happy with my career. I've had a good one. It's been fine. But you have to win the tournament. Well, congratulations on the Sweet 16 run, and uh, we wish you nothing but health and success. Well, thank you. I hope we're not a bubble team next year because I'm tired of it. Yeah, I can tell I, you that. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of, of disputing whether you should be a bubble team or not. Thanks well, we for joining. Were, we were close, no doubt. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Jim Beheim joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. True price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next cars. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Shannon Sharp thinks he knows the reason why Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. You'll hear his thoughts. I'll give you mine next. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You got to get to Hooters and try the new Smoke Wings. It's their whole new way to crave wings with all the taste and half the calories. You can eat twice as many Hooters. Every day this time, we try and play, try and play for you a portion of the show or of other shows uh, on Fox Sports Radio. We call it. And now, <laughs> what does the fuck say? Here's Shannon Sharp on Undisputed this morning discussing the Thunder's loss to the Spurs. The guy that we were just talking about, if you want to know why he's there, all you had to do was look at the last three minutes of this ball game. Without saying anything, it would tell you everything you need to know why Kevin Durant packed up his bag and moved out to the Bay. Skipping the last three minutes of this ball game, OKC had seven possessions. If anybody other than Russell Westbrook touched the basketball, something good happened. One possession, Westbrook turnover, Westbrook air ball. Westbrook misses a five-footer. Adams tips it in. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with that. That's a good shot. Five-footer. Paul George gets fouled, attempting a three, makes all three free throws. Westbrook, air ball. Paul George makes a three. You see a recurring theme there? One of the first air balls, Skip, was like with six seconds on the clock. You got time to get a good shot. I agree. The second air ball was with 14 seconds. So you got opportunities to get better looks than what you're taking. Mm-hmm. I get it, Russ. This is your team. But at this juncture of the ball game, you see, you're seven to seventeen. Man, I ain't got it tonight. Mm. Okay, let me find let me find somebody that does have it. Carmelo, you hadn't taken a whole bunch of shots, but you got it going from three. Melo, here you go. Paul George, you getting it going? Here you go. But that's not how he can't help himself. Mm-hmm. I I think it's uh, I think it's everybody has a default, right? And. Russell Westbrook can't help himself. He falls back to his default, and when he does, this is this is what happens. Like I, I, my my issue isn't with Russell Westbrook trying to take over a game late, or even trying to take over a game in which, in which he, um, um, in which he's not shooting the basketball well. The issue becomes trying to take over a game late when he's not shooting it well this late in the season when he has other guys around him. All right, uh, also on Undisputed, Hall of Fame running back Eric Dickerson was on the show, gave his thoughts about the Rams potentially getting Odell Beckham Jr. I like Odell a lot. I like him. I think he's a great football player, but we don't need Odell. We really Whoa! Mm. We don't. I mean, we don't need, I'm happy with our receivers. I mean, we might could add a guy, but I mean. Are you saying you don't need the headaches that he would bring with him? 
Possibly, and, and I would say I would say for sure that that's one thing we do, we don't mm -hmm. need. I mean, the one thing when you talk about the Los Angeles Rams and you go into their locker room, this is a very close knit football team. Uh, we have a young quarterback. Uh, we don't need a guy, and I'm not saying like it, it, it wouldn't help us. It would help us, but I think in the long run it might hurt us because we're going to get him for maybe two years, and, I, and that's about it to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, would he fit in the locker room? Maybe, but I'm serious. I would have to pass. Um. I, I think it's interesting. Eric Dickerson, who's a big proponent of going out and getting Indomitian Sue, not a big proponent of going out and getting Eric, uh, going and getting uh, Odell Beckham Jr. And it's, it's fascinating. I, I just there are too many chefs in that kitchen. There are too many chiefs, not enough Indians. And you know, you can only put talent above character so much. I do think that Odell Beckham Jr. has a ton of character as a football player. I think he'll compete for you. I think he'll win for you. I actually like Odell Beckham Jr. as an addition better than I would like Endomican uh, Sue on that team, even if it helps Aaron Donald get freed up for more single coverage, you know, single blockers instead of being double teamed. But I do think that you get to the point to which too many huge egos in one small space, in one small locker room, no matter how big or vast the, the locker room of the Coliseum is, and you're, you're begging for a disaster. Um, what does the fuck say? Mm, I wonder if it'll work. I wonder if it'll work. Uh, let's bring in Ryan Music. Ryan, you're, you're three days in now to your first Final Four experience. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's been great. Uh, you know, it's so different from Super Bowl Radio Row. Oh, yeah. It's such a total cluster you know what this is much more spread out and it seems much more in control as opposed to radio row and in super bowl it just sort of takes on a life of its own and you're constantly in people's way and people are always running late or guests are canceling and it's been a great experience and san antonio is a great city i think i think it's a really good city tonight now there's um there's a couple of big concerts tonight there's jason aldean playing are you a jason aldean guy i am not not a fan, but I'm not exactly a super fan. I, I don't really listen to Jason Aldean. Can you name one song? No. Okay. But I know I've heard it on the radio and been like, yeah, that's a pretty good song. It's just not like I don't get in my car and be like, i got to turn on some Jason Aldean. Right. That's fair. Will you go? Probably. I got Because you're kind of, a, there's nothing kind of, it's kind of, there's yeah. a nothing else to do. Yeah. It's like one of those places to which, that's why it's perfect for this number of days, to which you can play golf. The weather's pretty good. You can hang out at your hotel. There's nice restaurants. And there's one thing going on in town. That's enough. Online car shopping can be... I just did that. Um, <laughs> former Duke assistant and new pit head coach Jeff Capel joins the show upcoming next. I want to ask him about Kansas, who, of course, they lost to. And I want to ask him about uh, taking on a new head coaching job. Why'd he leave? Thought he was going to be the next head coach of Duke. Jeff Capel next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. What up? It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, site of the Final Four. And, uh, man, we got two good basketball games. I'll give you my picks for the Final Four upcoming later on in the hour. Tubby Smith, uh, new head coach at uh, High Point, will be our guest. So, Tubby Smith, only two years at, at Memphis. He'll join us. Uh, upcoming. So will Lon Kruger, who was in the Final Four against Villanova, and boy, they got lit up by Nova two years ago. Then, of course, they got off to a hot start this year, and then 
really struggled down the stretch, lost nine of their last 11 games. We'll ask him about what went wrong with the one and done of Trey Young uh, upcoming at half past the hour. So we got a lot to get to, but how about we uh, turn to an assistant coach who he was part of Duke's national championship team, he recruited those guys, and of course the team this year in which you have uh, probably four first-round draft picks in the starting lineup of the Duke Blue Devils. They come up just short in a great game, overtime loss to the Kansas Jayhawks. And then he leaves his alma mater for a second time to take a head coaching job. This time he takes one at the University of Pittsburgh. It's Jeff Capel. He's the new head coach at Pitt. He joins us on Fox Sports Radio. Jeff, how are you? What's up, Doug? How you doing, man? Good, man. Uh, I know it's been a whirlwind and uh, <laughs> trying to – Trying to now, you got to get a bunch of new players. Try and get those players to stay from leaving. But if you even indulge me, um, this was a different year for you guys at Duke. Not not just because you played zone and because you played so many freshmen. You've done some of both before, but because you coincide both of those with a very very slim bench. What was it like to be a part of that Duke team this year? You know, it was a different type of challenge. You know, we've never been this young as we were as the Duke team was this year um, you know because you know, if, if you look at the team Grayson was the only guy that it really played even our sophomores Marquise Bolden and Javin Delorier hadn't really played they didn't play as freshmen um, we had one junior in Antonio Vrankovic who hadn't played and so it wasn't just you were void of, of, of seniors or older guys. We, we really had no older guys that had played besides Grayson. And so one of the things that's always uh, been a staple in our program are the older guys teaching the younger guys. We didn't have sure. that. And so that yep. really fell a lot on our shoulders as the assistant coaches uh, because we all wore the jersey. And so – it took a little bit longer. Obviously, one of the big areas that was affected was defensively, um, and that's one of the reasons why we went the zone because it was the most effective defense for this particular team. Um, the Kansas, Kansas is a, it's a it's a different type of Kansas team where they play small. Yeah. Of course, you guys are playing a zone. Even the preparation is different when different when you're playing a zone defense, right? Like it's yeah. It's Scouting is it's like a new way of scouting when you're playing a completely different defense. It is. You know, it's funny because you used to always hear Coach Beheim talk when I started USA Basketball with him. And he always – actually, even going back further, I remember back in 2005, 2006, I was Jay Wright's assistant, 2005, with the World University team. And I spent some time with Coach Beheim talking to him about the zone. And I was the head coach at VCU at the time, and he said to me, he was like, let me ask you a question. How many man-to-man plays do you have playing against man defense? I said, a lot. He said, okay, how many plays do you have against the zone? And I said, yeah, not, not that many. And he was like, exactly. So it's not much scouting to do. You know, it's just about the different movements where they're trying to attack the zone and things like that. So scouting was very different. Scouting was very different, you know, as a team that was playing zone defense. Jeff Cable joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, I know you guys came up short, but I'm sure you, you're one, you know, banked-in shot from Grayson away from playing in the Final Four. How do you beat the Jayhawks? You know, you have to play really, really well because they're very good. They're a very good offensive team. You know, like you mentioned earlier, it's a different Kansas team. I think these last two years, uh, you know, Bill Self and his staff, they've gone to small ball. Last year was Josh Jackson, and now 
you know, with Svi. Um, you know, it's 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 a very potent offensive team because they can really shoot. I mean, it should be a heck of a game because I think Villanova is very similar. The difference is is that Kansas has this, you know, the big guy inside that can really do damage in Udoka, uh, especially if you can if they can keep him out of foul trouble. Um, you know, you have to be able to get to the offensive glass against them and make them pay for being small. That's something we did not do. They actually kicked our butt on the glass. Um, and then you have to try to take advantage of mismatches, mismatches, especially if you can get Udoka in ball screens and pull them away from the basket. Uh, and then you get them playing in closeouts and, you know, attacking them that way. Jeff Capel, the new head coach at Pitt, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, look, you've, you've been a head coach twice over before, VCU and, and Oklahoma, and uh, you came back to, to Duke and really, um, by everyone's account, uh, really really helped kind of reinvigorate the recruiting at Duke. And you look at the litany of, of NBA draft picks, I think uh, you along with Coach K and the success of the program speaks, speaks for itself. How are you personally different this time around as a head coach from last time at OU? Well, I think I'm a lot better because I'm not as naive. I think I understand coaching, uh, you know, a lot more uh, than I did last time. You know, if you look at it, before I became a head coach at VCU, I had been an assistant for two years. Um, and both times, both of those years, I, you know, I never went on the road recruiting. When I took over at VCU, it was very different because I had been there for a year, so I understood the culture. I understood right away what was needed. It was also right in my wheelhouse. It was in Virginia. My dad had been a head coach in Virginia for seven years. North Carolina is the neighboring state. You know, my family, my dad was a high school coach there forever, and, and our family has very strong roots in the state of North Carolina. Going to Oklahoma was very different. It, it, I didn't understand the the big difference between going from mid-major to high-major, um, being in a different part of the country, recruiting a different part of the country, re- recruiting a different type of kid than you do at a mid-major, dealing with the state of Texas. and recru- I mean, it was just so much. And, you know, being completely honest, I was naive. That said, we were able to have success our first three years. You know, I think we won, you know, 75, 70, whatever it was, games in the first three years culminated by year three you go 30 and six and you get to an elite eight and you finish as a top 10 team in the country and I felt like we had it going you know from that standpoint and then kind of the wheels fell off and then you know an incident happened that you know I wasn't prepared for didn't know about and it kind of rocked everything and so I was really naive Um, I think coming back to Duke was necessary. You know, it was very difficult to get fired. It was very difficult to go through that, especially that last year. Uh, But it was necessary because it led me back to Duke. And what what Duke did for me, I think, is that I think I learned how to run a program better, certainly become a better coach, sitting beside Coach K every day, having a chance to pick his brain, to watch Duke from the inside and to watch who I think is one of the best coaches ever. Also sitting beside Chris Collins, sitting with Wojo, and you know watching them and learning from them, learning what I want, you know, like being a great assistant. I think that helps me as a head coach now because I know what I'm looking for. I know what I need more. I didn't understand those things when I went to OU and when I was at VCU, um, but understanding really how to run a program, I think that's one of the biggest things. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the challenge. I know it's a challenge at Pitt. Um, I understood that when I signed up, and I'm excited about the challenge. And I think we have everything there 
to get it going again and to take it, you know, hopefully to to an elite level, to a big time level. Where hopefully, you know, Doug, one day, you know, on 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 the uh, Friday before the Final Four, I'm talking to you wherever the city is and getting my team ready to play. You know, look, um, it's interesting because you've had other opportunities to leave, and or at least it's been reported. You know the how how factual it was about specific opportunities. We don't need to get into because you're the head coach at Pitt now. But isn't it kind of fascinating how things just kind of seem to work out for a reason where you decide to turn down other opportunities, you stay, you find out your dad is sick. Obviously, your dad sadly passes, um, and and you know you were you were there and you were you were where you were supposed yeah. to be. You were you were, you know. Had had you taken a different job, it might have been different. It's just kind of interesting on how things sort of work out the right way. Fair? It yeah, no, very fair. You know, my dad used to always tell me when I was younger that everything happens for a reason. And my my grandmother had this saying, you know, life could be life can only be understood backwards. Unfortunately, you have to live it forward. And when I was little, I used to be like, Grandma, what does that mean? She said, "Baby, eventually it all makes sense." And, you know, when I look at everything, and it, it, everything does happen for a reason, and all those things that you mentioned, I mean, I got a chance to be right here with my dad and help my mom and, and to deal with all these things as he was dealing with his illness. When I came back here, when I first came back to Duke, I mean, Doug, I had a, I had a life scare, you know, with an illness that I had. I mean, I was hospitalized. I had to have emergency surgery, and they told me that if I didn't do it, if I didn't have the surgery, you know, there was absolutely, I was going to die. And so I had to do that. And I'm thinking like, I can't imagine being in Oklahoma as I'm going through this, because when I was here going through that and dealing with the aftermath of the surgery, I had family here with me, my mom, my dad, my brother, my in-laws who live right here in Raleigh, obviously my Duke family. Um, and so everything does happen for a reason. And I think that's, I've always believed that, and there's a reason why I'm at Pitt. And I think it's to you know to build and create something special, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, look, Pitt, Pittsburgh is a place to which, you know, the the ties to the Big East um, still kind of bind, and I'm not sure even people at Pitt understand the challenge of playing in the ACC. Like, hey, look, you you got Virginia, Duke, Carolina, and you still have the old Syracuse, and of course Louisville and Chris Mack will, will get it going. Uh, it's a program that uh, that always kind of carried the underdog mentality when Jamie and Ben Howland had it going, but they, they did a great job of recruiting New York City, and I don't know if that's that has the feel of a, of an ACC city. What what what's the what's the the most immediate uh, way in which you can get this thing going? Obviously, the most immediate way with anything is getting players, and that's the lie. I don't care how good of a coach you are. You have to have the players that fit the style you want to play. And uh, so that's the main thing. The very first thing is trying to keep the guys that we have. And, and, then, and then if we're able to do that, to help them get better and then go out and identify exactly what it is that we need and to go after it. I do think the ACC can help. I think it should help. It's the best conference in the country. Um, you're playing on the biggest stage. Uh, and, and, you know, you have at Pitt, a fan base that's desperate for success. They love pit basketball. It's a, it's an amazing sports city. And so to build off of those things, um, but obviously players is the first thing you gotta, you gotta get the right guys in there. Yeah. So now you were never a Steelers fan before, were you? I was a huge Steelers fan. Get out of here. You just that that's yes. really, 
Yeah, I've always been a Steelers fan. Come on, so come on, man. You weren't a real Steelers fan. You got probably a Redskin guy. You grew up in Virginia, a Redskin no way. guy. No way. No, the Panthers didn't exist when I was growing up here in North Carolina, man. So I'm a, I've always been a big Steelers fan from back in the day. And, uh, you know, I've never been to an NFL game. So I'm really looking forward to the day that it was announced that I was head coach a little bit, you know, shortly after that, about an hour after, I got a call from Mike Tomlin, and I was pretty pumped up about that. So I'm looking forward to getting up there and, and seeing my first NFL game at Heinz Field. Yeah, do you have to hit him up for tickets, or is that just assumed? I mean, like, that's because I probably, like, I probably, I probably do, man. My buddy of mine who's an assistant at Virginia, Jason Williford's a huge Steeler fan, and he's already hit me up, told me he's been on a waiting list for about four years, so... All right, listen, my, my, my buddy who I text you his number, text him. He, he'll take care of you with the Steelers. Don't worry about that. All right, I will right, do. Hey, listen, congrats on the new gig. I know you got to move family. you got to get players. you got to find a place to live. Uh, you got to leave a place that, that's more than home to you. But I, I'm, I'm really happy for you and wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate it, Doug. Thanks for having me on, man. Right, that's Jeff Capel, new head coach at Pitt. As conditions on the field change, so can your insurance need. Talk with the Farmers Agent today so you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at Farmers.com. Former Memphis. A guy who's won a national championship, uh, Tubby Smith, who joins us. Only two short years at Memphis. How did he take getting fired? And what's it like to go back home to his alma mater at High Point? That's right, High Point. He'll join us next. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, he's a guy who's synonymous with winning and, frankly, winning the right way. Won at Georgia, with Tulsa, Georgia, Kentucky, Minnesota, Texas Tech. And uh, won 21 games this year at, at Memphis. And uh, after two years, lost his job. Is now the new head coach at his alma mater, High Point. So, uh, Tubby Smith joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Did I miss, any, did I miss anywhere? No, no, you said a lot. They had Great Mills High School and, and Hope County High School, Rayford. <laughs> a lot of places. But that's what we tell young coaches. You know, you got to be ready to move and, and because... You know, you got to be energetic, energetic, and enthusiasm so enthusiastic, and that's what we've been in this business for forty-five years. I don't want to, I don't want to dwell on the Memphis thing too yeah. long, but I, I do want to ask you. Um, you know, look, three <laughs> years you turned around Texas Tech and you got into the NCAA tournament, and you know some of the players, Keenan Evans, who had an incredible year. I mean, those are guys that you left behind, to, and that Chris Beard, he just got a twenty million dollar extension because of yes. you know the seniors as well as the freshmen. He had good freshman class as well. Um, like everywhere you've been. Like, it, it's been better when you left, for the most part, than when you got there, right? Like, that's kind of... That's what I try to do. And, and there's no FBI investigation that I'm aware of following you around. No. There hasn't been whispers of NCAA Ever. stuff. Okay, so why? That's a good question, Doug. You know, when you sometimes... Uh, it's not so much as, as how you do things, it's the way you do things. And, you know, we've always been taught, growing up in a household with a mom and dad in Southern Maryland. My dad was ex-World War II veteran. Uh, you know, where he was wounded and was b- grateful that he had the opportunity to serve our country. And he taught us the value of, uh, of uh, integrity. And he says, son, if I catch you lying, you know, we had, I had 16 brothers and sisters. So if someone hollered out there, we're playing dodgeball or kickball or something else. Hey, Tubby's cheating. He might beat everybody. But that's, the, that's what he wanted us to know. 
the only thing you have is your name. And when you, you know, when you abuse or when you do something to, to tarnish your name, Smith and his family, he had a problem. And so, but so you say that I don't know. We we did what we had to do. We did what we could do. We probably could do more. You always feel like you should do more, uh, but it's it's a. Um, you know, we're grateful we had a chance. Learned a lot. Of, you know, know a lot of great people in Memphis. I thought we had a pretty good team there left there. We won 21 games and all were back except Jamario Rivers, who was a senior loan senior mm-hmm. that was graduating. So I mean, I'm sure that Penny will do a good job there. Penny Hardaway played there, and I think that will help boost their attendance to some degree. That was one of their concerns. Uh, it's it's a biz- bizarre, bizarre story. Um, one of the things that that I think some people. Uh, it's funny, inside the industry of basketball, outside the industry of basketball, things can be taken completely different ways. Yeah. You, you, uh, you had kind of a rant about guys quitting, guys leaving, guys transferring. transferring. And I think there were some in the media and some that were fans like, well, hold on, Tubby Smith, he's left this school and that school and the other school. He just left Texas Tech after three years. But I, I, I thought, and again, this is me, I thought you were talking more about the guy who's the freshman who leaves at end of first semester or the guy who you know leaves in the middle of the season instead yes. of the guy who walks in says coach I want to play more can I play more hey you're not going to play more all right can you absolutely help me? right there's two there's, different scenarios yeah um is it is it the way in which we're receiving messages is it you have to be you have to be very cautious of how you contextualize it why do you think that that the message to some people to me I I completely heard what you're saying but some people heard it a different way well you hear what you want to hear you hear you know people will rationalize anything I mean, and they can spin it any way they want to spin right. it. I went on to tell the story, and I don't think that was published, about how I wanted to leave High Point University, High Point it was, College. It was, it was, and, and I thought it was great. And, and I said, you know, my dad wouldn't have made me leave because he said you made a commitment. Now, me, I'm a grown man. This is my livelihood. I love the game, and I do it for free. And I've worked pretty hard throughout my life for 45 years. That being said, that's just like being fired. You're going to be hired if you're doing a good job. And so when I did a good job at Tulsa, Georgia wanted me to do a good job there. I did a good job at Georgia. Kentucky wanted me to continue their their great tradition, what you did. Left there. Minnesota called me up. I didn't have to leave Kentucky. But it was a new challenge. I've been there for 10 years. It's a great opportunity for me to re, reignite, rejuvenate. So we moved there. Minnesota fires me. See what I mean? So people have to understand, this is a business. And so for a student athlete... He's getting a scholarship. So this is my dad told me. He said, son, they're paying for you to go to school. They're paying for you to eat, sleep, and you're getting an education too? What, what are you doing? How have we lost, how have so many people lost track of? Well, look at it. Come on. It's, it's pretty easy. Money. People think, they all think they're going to be pros. Let's face it. I hate to say that. But the last player on my bench at Kentucky, or the player that I have now, I've heard a player now that came in, wants to leave High Point University. Because he thinks he can be a pro somewhere else. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and just the, just the notoriety. You know, the kids are talked about, about it in the seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. They're going to be this. I mean, the kids that are designed Williamson's, you know what I mean? They, they, can't, they can't come close to the expectations that have been placed on them as kids. And so they're, they're distracted. And, and they're they're confused. I, I don't, but I don't blame. I honestly, I don't blame the kids. No, I, bl- I blame the adults, 
right? And that we're supposed to be the ones that understand, and, and this is kind of like my, my high horse, and <laughs> forgive me for a second, but like, look, I, to me, one of the greatest issues we have had and continue to have in our country is education inequality, right? Is yep. that based upon where you grow up and based upon your parents' level of education, that, that's going to set you up whether or not you go to college. And if the higher level education, the more likely you are to be married longer, live longer, longer. Uh, you know, make more money, money. Have, have insurance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we're so caught up in the immediate payout of potentially making the NBA, to which there's only 400 people, 450 people in the entire world, world. <laughs> that play in the NBA. That, but it's why? I, why well, are look at look at our society. It's all about the you know betting. I mean, just let's face it. We're gonna you, you, what do you, you can go buy a lottery ticket. Everybody thinks they're gonna win the lottery, and so that's our whole mentality. mentality. You know, the drive-through restaurant. I mean, one thing my dad taught me growing up on a farm in Southern Maryland. My parents, patience. And you probably dad. You know, your dad probably taught you. The, the developing your skills as a player takes patience, long hours of, of conditioning and training. And, but people don't want to, they don't want to wait that long because they see it happening for others. You know, I've watched, you know, they saw you LeBron James. Oh, they see a Tubby Smith. It's the same in our profession. A young coach says, well, coach, how'd you get there? Well, I said, you know, I said, how'd you get to be the head coach at Kentucky? He said, do you have 18 years? They go, what do you mean? That's how long it took me to get a head coaching job. I was a high school coach for six. I was assistant coach for 12 at Division One before I got the job at Tulsa. 18 years. I said, do you have 18 years? to? Are you patient enough to do that? No, we don't talk. My dad used to talk about, well, I talk about longevity. Again, you're never going to get this young man. I said, look, you, you're a junior. You, you got one more year here. You're going to leave a legacy here at High Point University. You, you, what, but what are you going to leave going from here to here to here? Now, this is what coach you left. They, they would say that same question. Right. But I also would say to them, listen, you have a job to do. And if you're going to better your life, and they would say, well, I can better my life. No, you're not, son. You're getting the same quality education here that you're getting over there. You're just going because you think you can, you think that's going to help you get to be a pro. You're not a pro. I've coached 17 pros. I've coached the Olympic team. I know a pro when I see one. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so it's it's a tough thing, but there are other things. And we were just talking about marriage missions, coach versus cancer. There are a lot of things that we engaged in, and it's all about giving back. That's that's who I am, and that's why I do and serve the the schools and the communities that I've always. That's the other thing, being a servant, and that's what coaches do. It's it's interesting. High Point is now you were, Tubby Smith, new head coach of High Point, joining us. I've actually there's um one of the airlines. I think it's uh, I think it's U.S. Air. They have a big pull-out ad for High Point, and the campus is unbelievable. Crazy. Like, unbelievable. Yes. But it wasn't that way when you went oh, to school no. there. We no. had 20 buildings, maybe. Now it's got 120 minute buildings. Okay, so you, come, you roll back into town, you take the job, and did you have any idea how much nicer the facilities were? Oh, yeah, I've were? been engaged and been involved with Nito Cobain, who's one of the tremendous leaders in, not in just in, in higher education, but in the world, he's one of the all-time great speech speakers. But he and I went to college together. I didn't know him, but he's from Lebanon. Came here with much, with not much, immigrated here, and now he's leading. Uh, he's one, and he has vision. His and, and he likes to talk about the fateful courage that the university he has, and to to step out on limb to to see beyond things. And he wanted to. And he and I, the first meeting we had, 12, 13 years ago, when he became president, 
I said, look, we need to, you need to do something about athletics. And so he, he's building and doing things. Now he's building a new basketball arena. Uh, and so he is, he, he called, we would call the transformative time at High Point University. When I was there, it was only about 1,200 students. Now there's 5,000 and it's steadily growing. I mean, kids, are, uh, I mean, people are calling me up. People used to call me up. Even Rick Pitino had called me up to try to help to get his nephew in school there years ago. So it's been something that's progressing. It's one of the top universities now. So that's why it was a great timing for me to come back and be a part and help them build this facility and, and move the program forward. But Scott Cherry did a great job there as a coach. The previous guy's done a fantastic job. And so I'm just, I'm just happy to be working and coaching. Well, I know you and Donna make a huge impact uh, on the on the community, and I'm sure that the grandbabies will probably be there every step of the way. Thanks Absolutely. so much for joining us, and uh, we really, really appreciate well, it. Well, thank you for what you do for the game of basketball, Doug. You really, I've I got to tell you publicly, you really, uh, we appreciate it at all level, okay? Thanks, Tubby. Tubby Smith joining us, uh, the new head coach at High Point. As conditions on the field change, so can your insurance needs. Talk with the Farmers Agent today so you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Let's check in with Isaac Lohenkrong, find out what else is going on in the world of sports. Isaac? Doug, surprising news in the NFL this afternoon as the Oakland Raiders abruptly released veteran punter Marquette King, considered one of the top punters in the league. King's agent, Wynn Silverman, told the Las Vegas Review-Journal, quote, I think there's a little bit of the changing of the guard there, and there might be a repositioning of what's important in terms of where you're going to invest positionally, unquote. NFL Network's Mike Garofolo reported, quote, Marquette King went over to the Raiders' facility today to meet some of the coaches, never got the chance. GM Reggie McKenzie pulled him in, spoke to him, and in the end informed King he was being released, unquote. And Bill Williamson of the site Raiders Snake Pit reported, quote, I was told King's release was a message and it was a Gruden-led decision, unquote. Baseball Blue Jays general manager Ross Atkins just announced that Toronto shortstop Troy Tulowitzki will undergo surgery Monday to remove bone spurs in both of his heels and is expected to be out a minimum of eight weeks. And finally, in the NBA, Adrian Wojnarowski reported that Cleveland Cavaliers head coach Teron Liu is planning to rejoin the team as an observer for tonight's game against the Pelicans with Larry Drew continuing to serve as acting head coach. Liu has been on medical leave for the past 11 days. Doug, back to you. Check, uh, on the AutoZone Fix Finder tool, keeps check engine lights in check by troubleshooting the real problem so you can get in the zone and fix it the first time. It's one of the free services to help rev up your refund this tax season. Get in the zone, AutoZone. It's Doug Gottlieb's show on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from Radio Row here in, uh, in the heart of San Antonio, Texas. Two years ago at the Final Four, a guy who um, my dad got a chance to coach in college, Lon Kruger, took Oklahoma to the Final Four. This year, they, they really kind of captured the attention of the entire college basketball world uh, with Trey Young, the freshman who led the country in scoring and assists. Obviously, it ended in a first-round loss in the NCAA tournament, but, but arguably the most discussed team this year in college basketball is Oklahoma. Their head coach, Lon Kruger, joins us on Fox Sports Radio uh, let me let me first start. Well, I'm gonna start with this year's team. Then I want to talk some Villanova. Obviously, you saw probably the best of Villanova that anyone like that. That's the A game of. I know some of these guys weren't on the team. Um, one of the things that impressed me was when when Trey committed and signed with you. 
don't know if you want to say you made promises. You made commitment to him to, hey, we're going to play a certain, we'll play the way we want to play, and we're going to put the ball in your hands. When early in the season he was just tearing up college basketball, was it what you expected? Was it better? What, what was your reaction? Well, thanks. I don't think anyone could have expected him to do what he did in November, December. It had never been done before in the history of the game. So uh, to say we expected that would be, you know, inaccurate. Uh, he got off to such a good start. We just rolled with it. You know, if you guys doing well, then you're going to keep going to him. And the thing that impressed me during that stretch was uh, he just kept doing it better. It wasn't like he had a couple good games and an average game, a couple good ones average. He just, for the first 15 games, just consistently got better. And uh, making shots, making the right plays. So during that time, we just said, hey, just keep making the right play. Keep making the right play. And he did. You know, and of course, uh, getting into conference play, things toughen up a little bit and uh, gets a little bit more physical and uh, wouldn't have quite the same success. It, it set the bar so high for himself that then people started beating him up a little bit. And then it starts working on a 19-year-old. So I think uh, he created that a little bit because he did so well early. So, some of it might have been, and, I mean, you can speak to this because you dealt with it, which is, look, the way in which he played, he, it's not like he was selfish. He went past the ball. Like, he's a tremendous passer. He led the country in assists. But he, he'd hit, the ball, hit it ahead. But once you got into conference players, one game in particular to which – I thought Oklahoma State said, all right, well, let's, let's just let him beat us. And he took 39 shots. And, frankly, had he fouled with the guys up three, you would have, he still would have won the game. He had 48 points or whatever. But it felt like something changed there. It felt like, and, and I, I don't know if you, had you ever, you had Buddy Heald who took a lot of shots, but he had been there for four years, and he was just beloved. Did, did you sense, was there envy within the program because of the number of shots and the attention? What, what changed in that second half of the season? Well, of course, when things are going well and you're winning games, it's a lot better chemistry. When you, when you aren't winning games, and there's more, more of a challenge to keep that chemistry at the same level. I think that coincided with the fact that we became so married to, to making shots. When we made shots, we were fine. Early, we were fine. Still weren't covering real well. Still weren't real physical on the boards. And then in February, when we stopped making shots at the same clip, or when Trey stopped making them at the same clip, uh, you know, we weren't guarding well enough. We weren't rebounding well enough to win games still. In the Big 12, if you're not playing well, you're probably not going to win games. So yeah. uh, that became very difficult, too. So the, com- uh, the chemistry, the, the confidence, you know, all those things combined, I think, contributed to it just finding it difficult to win. Yeah, I, and, I, in, and in some, some ways, okay, so two years ago you went to the Final Four, it was... Like two years before that, you kind of had – that's what this year's team reminded me of, one that you struggled to you, – you based – did you play defense based upon what you made shots? And then I remember then the next year you really committed to defense, and then the third year you kind of meshed the two together and you went to a Final Four. The problem is that Trey's gone and now you've had some other defections, and the process is so sped up that you can't have it, – it's really hard in college basketball to have the, all right, one year we don't play defense, the next year we kind of grow, and then the third year we're there, Right. Well, you'd like to be more consistent than that and not make it once every three years, of course. But uh, uh, this group next year, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be better. You know, we'll, uh, we'll be older. We'll be more mature. We'll get back to playing the game uh, you know, more the right way. Uh, you know, uh, now this, game, this group's hungry to, to, to get started and uh, kind of push the reset button and uh, get going again. Okay, but there's also you've had some defection. Like how many guys do you have under scholarship right now? Well, you know, Doug, you know, again, we've had two defections. You know, I mean, uh, there's going to be 700 guys in the country tra- transfer this Try it year. Try like 1,000. It happens. I mean, uh, unfortunately, it's a part of the game today, and 
And with Trey leaving, of course, that was expected and uh, needed to happen because right. he's going to be a lottery pick. No problem with that. Kadeem Latin's a senior. People kind of say, well, we've lost four guys. Well, we've lost two guys, really, that uh, were a little bit of a surprise. And that was healthy, too, because both wanted bigger roles. Both wanted, uh, you know, more more stake in what's going on. And we get that. That's the nature of the game. And young people, you know, when things aren't working, they move. And uh, we had no problem with that. You 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 take so much as it comes. And you're, <laughs> but there are other coaches like, look, we got to fix this the transfer thing. On the other hand, you... You might want to fix the transfer thing, but you're going to have to use the transfer thing in order to be successful. Is there a way to fix it? I don't know that there is. You know, certainly I don't know that any coaches are in favor of immediate eligibility to just transfer and, and play. I mean, that would be chaos, of course. Uh, you know, we do need, yeah, we need uh, two fifth-year grads, you know, right now uh, for sure. They can play uh, one of them a point guard, the other in a combo guard, and, and uh, that's become a, a different recruiting season in a, of itself. You know, it's like free agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fifth-year guys, uh, mid-major programs. Unfortunately, I don't think it's great for the game, but that's the rule. And uh, you know, um, you know, everyone around the country is is, is looking at fifth-year grads, and, and and we're certainly one of those. So not, uh, you know, if the rules are the rules, we're gonna you know gonna play by them, but not a big fan of that. Okay, uh, Kansas team you've beaten, um, and kind of a surprise, you know, especially with their limited bench, and you know, without really a power forward, uh, this is a team, and they play. I mean, you think you, everybody thinks you, you count on Trey more than anybody. I mean, Devontae Graham didn't come out of nine straight games, which is point guard's dream, but not, not a dream of a coach to not have a guy to give him, give him a break. Um, how do you beat Kansas? They're playing great. Uh, Bill does a great job, of course. Uh, you know, Graham, Savi, uh, Ezebuki, I think all had really good years from start to finish. I think in the last month, what Newman is doing yeah. is what's made them what they are today. Uh, they've always been very good, but I don't know that anyone, you know, knew for sure they're going to be a Final Four team. But when Newman started playing the way he did uh, around the conference tournament time, uh, he's been fantastic. So I think that gives them a chance to win it all. Uh, certainly, Villanova's great. Uh, I think Michigan's playing great. Uh, Chicago Lions, what a great story. Uh, and all four really, really are good defensively. Kansas gets a little bit of a rap there. They're much better because they're gamey. They're, they're smart. They, they play well together uh, defensively, uh, but, but all four are really good. Nova played as well as they could possibly play, and you played as poorly as you guys could possibly play and, and shot the ball terribly two years ago, and it, it was obviously a really tough result. Um, uh, is this team better? Is this team – this seems a little different. They don't have a Daniel Ochefa. They don't have a big guy, low post score, but they spread you out so much, and they're really good defensively. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're very good. I think both teams are very good. Uh, obviously, Brunson, I think, you know, just is so special because of the leadership and because of the gaminess and, and guys around him are playing with so much confidence. Uh, they're great defensively. Uh, Jay, of course, is great. Um, yeah, I think if, 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 if each was a, a seven-game series, I think Villanova would probably be expected, you know, and favored to, right. to win. Uh, but it's not. You know, Kansas can certainly beat them. I mean, they're, they're very capable. Uh, I think any of the four teams really could. In, in the in the big picture, Chicago Lions playing such you know such good basketball and and uh, again all play all play so well together defensively. Uh, Coach versus Kansas, we coming out to Vegas. We still invited to Vegas this Absolutely. year. Absolutely, well, I appreciate all you do. Uh, you guys have been a great proponent, uh, you know, pushing the word, uh, 
uh, the awareness uh, cancer is a nasty you, disease. What year is this for the for the event? In Eleven. Vegas? Eleven. Yeah, it's May twenty uh, to May twenty two, and MGM uh, again the host, Sanford Health. Again, uh, the, the title sponsor, uh, Kelby Krabenhoff, they do a, a, just a tremendous job. Uh, top golf in Vegas. I mean, it's awesome. You know, 25 coaches from around the country bring their boosters in and, and play. And as you know, and you were there last year, and uh, 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 you know, we really appreciate the, the support and the uh, promotion uh, of the fight against cancer. Well, Coach, you do an incredible job there, not just hosting that event, but, but pushing the word of coaches versus cancer. Wish you nothing but the best. And, I got to see you out in the golf course this summer, okay? Look forward to it. Thank All you. Right. That's, uh, that's the great Lon Kruger joining us. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Give my final four picks and another team entering into the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes. Next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from Radio Row. I'll give you my final four picks in a moment. But first, the press. You got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. With all the taste, half the calories, you can eat twice as many from Hooters. Isaac Lohenkron, what do you got? Doug, former Patriots and new Tennessee Titans cornerback Malcolm Butler is in the news today after being featured in a new Sports Illustrated documentary in which he discusses being benched in the Super Bowl. Butler said, quote, would we have won if I played? Probably. Maybe. I'm not sure. I would say we were short about one or two plays, and I saw a couple of plays out there I could have made. Mm. Unquote. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Um... I, we still we still don't know the reason from this documentary why he didn't why he got benched. Why? And we right? know I'm mean, like yeah. Like, like I I honestly I don't care what he has to say. I want to know why. Tell me why, and then I'll engage in caring ab- about uh, about what he has to say. And of course, the one guy who does know why. It's already been addressed. Ah, yes. Elsewhere, Jason LaConfora reported today that the San Francisco 49ers have real interest in acquiring giant star receiver Odell Beckham Jr. with, of course, their NFC West rivals, the Los Angeles Rams, already hot on Beckham's heels. Interesting. Hmm. Um, Well, obviously, look, it heats up the rivalry between the Rams and the Niners, and remember the Niners, they have a ton of draft picks. Like, that actually becomes super viable, and it gives Jimmy Garoppolo a guy. Uh, I think the question would become, how much money does he want when he signs that next contract, and can San Francisco build around those two massive contracts between quarterback and wide receiver? Who was talking about you? Elsewhere in the NFL, Yahoo Sports reporting that several teams are intrigued at the possibility of signing former Cleveland Browns and Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Johnny Manziel. Manziel looked impressive, relatively speaking, at two recent pro day workouts. Yeah, I think somebody will sign him. I think somebody will stick him in camp and see what he can do. There's just not enough guys that can spin a football. I don't think he'll be named anybody's starter anytime soon, but uh, somebody won't get who they want in the upcoming NFL draft. And they'll just be kind of looking for guys. And uh, at 24 years old and experienced being a starter, I don't think he'll ever be a full-time starter again, but I do think he has a chance to be a backup. Finally, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid was asked at this week's NFL meetings if he would sacrifice his pinky toe in exchange for a Super Bowl win. Reid replied, quote, 
right now, unquote. In a related story, not making this up, a fan named Jeff tweeted a picture of his foot sporting just four toes with the caption, quote, I'm a Cowboy fan. Please let Andy Reid know it doesn't work, unquote. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right, uh, we got two games, semifinal Saturday. Ryan Music got a chance. Semifinal Saturday is the best back-to-back games. Um, look, I would take I take Villanova to win this whole thing, so I'm taking them to win and to cover against Kansas. I think it'll be competitive uh, early on, but their depth and their ability to shoot the three. I think Loyola has a chance to win the game. I'd pick them, especially with the number, to cover. Be back Monday on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com.